Wiseau around the screen. Shot blocked. Kept alive. Ooh, Opportunity, six seconds. Got to push. Going to have to shoot. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh! Remy Reynolds! At the buzzer, a long pole goal for the winner. Oh, you don't see that every day. I never would have scripted that in a million years. Wiseau around the screen. Yeah, that was fun. We had a we had a good time last night over at uh, Ridley Athletic Complex. That courtesy of ESPN Plus. Courtesy of ESPN Plus and, and who else? I mean, courtesy of, and Remy Reynolds. No, oh, I was gonna say the guy, oh. the guy's voice. Oh, Glenn Clark and Chris right. Dunkel on the call. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, we don't own that though. <laughs> we have to give credit to the, who has it. Yeah, that was um, the Patriot League. I'm not, I'm not sure how it all works, but. Yeah, it was fun. We had uh, we had a good time last night. A heck of a game, really. A phenomenal game between uh, Towson and Loyola. Battled all the way into overtime. A couple of big saves in overtime from both goalies. It was a really, really good game. And with six seconds left, Remy Reynolds. This is the fun thing, too, as a broadcaster in that moment. So I, 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 I talked to... Um, I'll give you an example. Mitchell Pelkey is a uh, former Ohio State player who's now a popular like YouTuber and streamer. And he came to hang out with us over the weekend because he just was trying to he's trying to get into lacrosse broadcasting and he wanted some tips. And one of the tips I told him is like, hey, as an analyst, you gotta be watching away from the ball because play by play guys are ball watchers. That's what we have to do. We have to authoritatively declare what's happening with the ball at all times. So you got to be watching what's happening away from the ball. Ironically, in those final seconds, I was looking off ball mm. because I thought, well, he's got to pass it. <laughs> We're not going to see a long pole take. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got the uh, the reaction that you got from Gunks and I. I was, when I saw him cock back to shoot, I was like, Good. I was like, we'll yeah, get another best, pair, best case scenario for a Towson, Towson fan, fan yeah, right? So I was like, good. And then, oh, my God. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Um, for those of you that aren't, like, big lacrosse people, what you don't – the reason why we reacted that way is because that's how everyone watching at home reacted. And I have appreciated that because we got a lot of uh, feedback about the end of the game last night. Look, get, we, we get no credit. Remy Reynolds did that. <laughs> Local kid. Gilman guy. Uh, started his career at Rutgers, transferred to Loyola this year. Amazing. I mean, an unbelievable, a, a moment, a lifetime type of moment. You went to Gilman? Yeah. Wow, so literally like right up the Yeah, I right mean, it's really street. cool, right? So long pole goals are the most electric plays in lacrosse whenever they happen, right? Like it's, it's electric. You get a, a long pole either who's pushing in a clear and nobody picks him up, so he's like, all right, I, <laughs> I guess – if you, if you insist. Um, and really, there's no other reason why it would happen. I mean, it has to happen in transition. I guess there's a really rare occasion where a team will leave a long pole on the field for a little while for, like, a matchup reason. And again, if the team just decides they're not going to mark them, he'll say, okay. I mean, like, if you're not – like, you almost feel obligated that you have to mark them. Sometimes you get a pole goal, of course, in a 10-man ride situation where – um, the, the team will pull their goalie to act as an extra defender to make a clear more difficult, and they'll leave the goal open. And from the other side of the field, a pole will say to themselves, "Well, I'll, 
I'll take a shot at it, and you know, sometimes you get really electric moments. Sometimes you get goalie goals in those situations, which are really cool. But um, this is a long pole goal for a game winner at As the buzzer. I, I mean, this really is. I, I've done this. I've done this sport for a long time. I've never seen that. I've never seen that exact set of circumstances play out and as a broadcaster it's very rare that you get to see something that you've never, never seen yeah. before so yeah we we lost it <laughs> we lost it but again i'm at peace with that because i happen to know that everyone else that was watching felt the same way unless again you were a towson fan and you were dejected yeah. Sp- spiro checked in with me this morning was like yeah i disagree about it being fun <laughs> It was like, I, I, I good to see Spiro last night and all the folks from Towson who were over there. But, uh, yeah, it was a, really, it was a tremendous game. And, um, you know, a lot of people lamenting the fact that they play the game on a Tuesday night instead of on a Saturday. And I get it because it, it kind of depressed what should otherwise be a large crowd that you'd have for a big game like that. But what I would say is it got a lot more attention across, like, the right because yeah. there were only so many games and it was the best of the games that were on last night. So... That was fun. Awful lot of fun. Um, enjoyed that. Now he's here. Alrighty. Now, now, now we go from we we had some fun. Now Drew's here. Let the healing begin. The healing. Let's go. Yeah. What's the healing for? Eight three last night. Caps. Oh, they won six goals and a clobbered. Oh, okay. I don't know. How Red would wings. I know? Red Wings. Okay. Well, I hear the. By the way, can we talk about this too? How in the hell did the Blackhawks not retire Chris Chelios' jersey before this week? What is going on in He's hockey? He's been gone for 15 years. Yeah, like at least the the Yager thing we found out. Like years. he was playing overseas, so maybe they were like waiting until he definitively stopped right, playing sure. in order to do it. Chris Chelios has been retired for a decade, <clears throat> at, at least a decade. He's into his 50s. Yeah, I don't know. I what mean, is going the, on the, in the, hockey? I don't know. And they, you know, their history, they haven't had. They haven't had, a, a, I mean, I guess I would say Makita, Tony Esposito. I mean, they haven't had a great. Jeremy Roenick. Jeremy Roenick was a great yeah. player. Um, and then obviously. And I was this generation. Patrick Kane, of, right. of, who, of course, scored, in case you guys don't right. know, scored the game-winning goal in Philadelphia when they beat the Flyers in the Stanley Cup. Um, that Doc Emmerich didn't know was a goal. Uh, Remember? No one kind of knew. That's true. Nobody knew it was a goal. But did you ever watch the special that NBC did about Doc Emmerich when he retired? No. He. That was like a regrettable moment for him. Play that for us, Griff, if you want. Go to YouTube and just (laughs) put Patrick Kane overtime goal flyers. Play that for us. He talked about how he laments. Or teach you a little something today about sports. That he screwed up the call. Right. And so they did a whole segment where they were like, let's recreate it and give Doc another chance. Oh, so then he did it the right way? Yeah. Oh. But they haven't had. Uh, I guess my point was, for as long. I mean, they're an original team, right? They 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 haven't had. I mean, they had Glenn Hall back in the day. But I'm talking about like modern players from the '60s and the '70s and the '80s and the '90s. Like Stan Mikita was their best player. Um, I, and no, I, made, I get it. They haven't had a lot of guys. Well, they they had a a serious the Wirtz family ownership. The elder was it Rocky Wirtz? Yeah. Was that the elder? Was terrible. I mean, like they had a real dry spell of just awfulness. Right. In, until but they haven't had a lot of great right. players. You, you, it should be easy to. It's yes. not. It's not the Rangers. No. The Rangers have had. Yeah, lots 25 of twenty-five right. great players. Correct. Like you've got to work hard to kind of handpick. Okay, 
Or the Red Wings. You know, or like, the Red Wings. Where you might right. have to debate, are we just going to put everybody, are we going to retire everybody's right. number? Right. Like, Rod Gilbert gets in for the Rangers, but I'm not so sure um, Brad Park does, although Brad Park probably is as well. But, like, you, the Blackhawks, Chris Chellos is one of their five best players ever. Yeah, does Henrik Lundqvist get his jersey retired by the Rangers? Hell of no. a player, but no. probably not, right? No. The Blackhawks. Who's the goalie when they won the Stanley Cup? Richter. Richter. Yeah, Richter yeah. was the goalie. I have it. Do we want it? Or? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't, but. This oh, I do. Drew, Drew, be, oh. be, stop. Why are you taking your pants I off? I do. Yep. Let's listen in. Jesus. Uh. Yeah, we. Where's this audio coming from? NBC Sports. Well, it's the worst you audio I've ever YouTube. heard. You can't hear it. I mean, like, nobody can hear that. That's not going to work. <laughs> like, it's it's stop it's, playing it. Nobody don't, can hear it. What worry. are you doing? Don't worry about it. Sorry, I got, sorry, I got you guys mad at each other. It, it, I what happened was, in case you guys weren't there, is Patrick Kane scored to beat the Flyers in Philly. <laughs> in case you guys weren't in, there. In overtime. <laughs> in case you guys weren't there. And no one knew that it was a goal, including Doc Emmerich, who had no idea how to call it, and we would have shared that with you. And by the way, that Flyers, uh, again, because we like teaching you guys sports, the Flyers haven't won the Stanley Cup since 1975. You got anything else? Just so you guys know. That's what you... You came in here with it might that be seventy four actually. I should for brush the three up. the three people that I came had a kid the other day on my golf team said to me, "I we were he wears joggers pants. Okay. He likes to wear the joggers." And I said, "As long as they're white, if you can put up with the scrutiny." He sends me a text. We like, need hey. scrutiny. Oh, it's still not. You're still you still get. You still, you, if I've you play golf, eyebrows. you're supposed to be wearing like real pants. Golf. Yeah. Pants? Okay. I mean, yes and no. Yes and no. This is a new, you know, the last three years, this is a new attire phenomenon in golf, which is partly due to the good good and the barstool and all those other guys. Okay. You just kind of wear whatever you want to wear. I'm it, in. Is, no, that's changed my mind. That's the new Take thing. Take it all back. So these joggers, a guy named Eric Van Ruen on tour started wearing them, a South okay. African guy. So some people wear them. I, I, I personally, I don't care. But, I would imagine it would be more comfortable. Uh, I don't know because I haven't worn them. Okay. But it's like wearing mo- a modified pair of sweatpants. Right. Um, but you you are still. I just got a new pair of joggers that I'm obs- like I, I'm coming to work more frequently than yeah, I should. I mean, be you're in, still in you're still there's still some scrutiny to it. But anyway, he sends me a text. He says, "Hey, coach, can I wear these in this, during the season?" I said, well, "Of course, as long as they're white." Okay, I just want to make sure you'd be okay with it. I'm like, I'm I'm fine with it. So the next day at practice, he wore them. And I said, uh, th- are those are the pants? He goes, yeah. I said, okay. He goes, are you sure they're okay? I'm like, dude, they're fine with me. Right, you're, right. you're the one that's got to deal with the mm-hmm. raised eyebrows and the right. stickers and whatever. You, you got to deal yeah. with that. Yeah. So anyway. I just need you to not shoot 150. Yeah, well. Yeah. So um, I almost forgot my train of thought now. I don't know how we got on the subject of joggers. Yeah, I really don't joggers, know how we but got like, there. But like, what was the what was? We were the, talking about the fly. Oh no, no, no. So anyway, I said to him, Payne Stewart. We were standing around waiting for the first tee to clear, and I said, Payne Payne Stewart won three major championships wearing knickers. Knickers, yes, famously. Who's Payne Stewart? Oh, I said. Oh no! I said, please tell me you didn't just say that. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, not so good. they are getting a major quiz today. Oh, okay. They don't know it yet. Oh, you know what? You're not going to... Hang on a second. Let me tell you what's coming up on the show. Drew's here. 
Who's later, Payne Stewart? Later on this hour, Will Middlebrooks. Like saying who's Robert Plant? Will Middlebrooks is going to join us. And normally, I don't invite Red Sox on the show, but Will Middlebrooks thinks the Orioles are about to be Major League Baseball's next dynasty. So we'll talk uh, to Will not. Middlebrooks about that. What do you hate the team now? <laughs> what? what? What's that bit? Contrarian. Uh, Al Hutchinson, CEO of Visit Baltimore, will join us. The CIAA tournament, of course, going on this week at CFG Bank Arena. And uh, we're going to chat with Pat Spencer, of course, the loyal lacrosse legend who just made his NBA debut on Sunday night with the Golden State Warriors later on in the program. They clobbered the Zards last night. They did, but they they didn't bring him on the trip. Weird. He's he's from Davidsonville. Right. There would have been. Do they have 10 wins yet? The Wizards, uh, they were st- they still at nine. Is, is the they were still they, sitting at they, nine the last time I looked. But nine, why would right? I? I'm pretty sure. How would I? Ten, uh, how do you? How, what do you mean? How do I not know? Why should, would I know? No, I'm saying there should be uh, a, a there should be something in the in the rule book that says if on February the 25th you don't have ten wins, you get relegated. You just can't play anymore. Okay. The rest of the season. Okay, I'm listening. I'm listening to that. I mean, note. that's unbelievable. Still sitting at nine, tied with Jeez. the Pistons, nine forty nine on the year. So they got, they got that going for them. They got a chance to have the most ping pong how, balls. How is it possible you only have nine wins? Not good. They, have you seen? They don't have any yeah, but, players. Okay, but there's teams that have twenty wins who are terrible. How do you have nine wins? Because they, not only do they not have any players, the players they have, the guys that are supposed to be the good players, are like openly here's th- throwing this will be the game. Pull their roster up real quick. This will be fun. I, I honestly want to know if I know four guys on the team. All right, go. You don't. No, I. I you don't. I, oh, I, you're saying he's yeah, going to read, read the names. Read me the names. Oh, well, and you're going to tell say you know, I've heard I, of Honestly, I'm going to be honest now. I'm not going to. Mm, yeah, not we'll for, see. This you know, is not for radio. Denny Avdia. Yeah, yeah, draft pick. First round draft pick. Marvin Bagley third is now a wizard. He went to Duke, right? Yes, correct. Okay. Um, but he's loving this. Uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. I don't think he Never plays. heard Yeah, on top of everything else, he had to take a pay cut. Yeah, right. Uh, Never heard uh, of him. Balal Koulibaly. I don't think I've ever he heard was, of him. If you know Danny, he was also he was a higher first round. But I don't just, think I've but I've never heard of that guy. But he was like the number what six picks? Yeah, okay, six, but I've never heard of that guy. This is about me, not you. Go ahead. Johnny Davis. A statement about Yeah, you. went to Wisconsin. Correct. He loves this too. Anthony Gill. No, I don't think so. Is that Mike Gill's son or something? Uh he's thirty one now. He went to Virginia. No, I guess not. Well, Mike Gill. Okay, anyway, right. go ahead. Rashawn Holmes. I'm not sure how much he plays at Zero all. Zero idea who that is. I think is. he was with the Knicks before that. Uh, Tyus Jones. He had a great game last night. I don't think I know him. He actually was a basketball player, Tyus yeah. Jones. I don't think I know him, though. Go ahead. Duke. Um, Corey Kispert. You know Corey Where'd Kispert. Where'd he go? Gonzaga? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I, I guess I know him. Uh, Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. yeah he's a bad. He's terrible. He's actually, but he's actually a basketball yeah, right, player. Yeah, right, right, right. He's terrible. To the Jordan Poole. It's a guy that punched what's his name in the face. Well, he got punched. Yeah, so oh, he, he got, got punched. punched. I knew there was a fight. Okay. <laughs> and we all thought Draymond Green was in the wrong, but now, <laughs> now we're we starting to out. wonder. Now we find out. Now we're starting. <laughs> now we find out. It wasn't such a bad idea. Yeah. Go ahead. Landry Shamit. Uh, no. Um, Eugene Omorui. Mm, zero. He was the Ruck- or, no, oh, he went to Oregon? I thought he was at Rutgers. Oh, his brother's yeah. at Rutgers. Um, uh, Justin Champagne. Or Shimpagni. No, I mean I've 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 never heard of that. Person. I've I've made my case. I yeah. think I know Jared f- Butler, Jules Bernard. No, no, yeah, yeah, no. We're, I've we're made done. five. You know, coaches. We don't need to keep. Names. I know five or six. No, guys. because they fired Wes Unseld, and I have no idea who they replaced him with. Who's the I've, coach? Yeah. Oh, I have zero idea. Brian Keith. Sure, old Brian Keith. No doubt about it. Um, today's show, by the way, is brought to you by Superbook. And if you want to bet the Wizards to lose their next game, the or, best place or if you want to bet Minwoo Lee this week. Oh. What, what is this week? What is this? Cognizant, the uh, old Honda Classic. 
Oh, okay. All right. If, if so you want to bet Min Woo Lee at plus 3,000. That's You think that might that's, be a good, that's the play for this week? I, I like Min Woo Lee. I like Keith Mitchell. I like Sepp Straka. I like those three guys. All right. Very good. Go to uh, Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up. You'll receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose. Again, Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. I can't believe I'm about to do this, but I would really like you to hit the open because I'm actually going to talk about golf this morning. Straight shoot. Don't you see something every day and you say to yourself, this is the problem with this place? Ken, this is what's wrong with the country. What's wrong with the country is we're not willing to talk about what's wrong with the country. And that is what's wrong. And we, we refuse to acknowledge something's wrong. It's time for That's What's Wrong With This Country, and it's brought to you by Goose Flights Lager. Delicious. <laughs> I bet they love this, huh? Delicious, outstanding lager available in cans at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, all of the locations in the state of Maryland. I don't also, even like beer, and that's good. It is delicious. Yeah, I mean, that's I, why I, I say, say it's I don't delicious. Like beer. I do like beer. I just you just like the way it smells. No, it doesn't work. No, no, no. I you know, but gout and beer don't go yeah, they, great they together. Do tend to so I stay away from it. But yeah. I do like beer, and that's a great beer. It is a delicious beer. Yeah, available Glory Days Grill in cans. Also available at Alonzo's on Cold Spring Lane, the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton. Cans and Sixers available at Guilford Hall Brewery, also at the Costas Inn. Sixers and cases at the Wine Source in Hamden. One ninety-eight from every can sold goes to benefit. What's a six? The Goose Flights six six pack. Pack, okay, yes. The you. Goose Flights Foundation and the great work they're doing to provide non-emergency medical transport to those in need and continuing the legacy of the great Tony Sarah Goose. Uh, Pressboxonline.com slash gooseflights. You've got until tomorrow to sign up to win one thousand dollars in Baltimore sports ticket credit. So go do it right now. Do you know who Dennis Dodd is? Oh my gosh, you wouldn't you won't believe it. You were Dennis gonna... Dodd was the beat writer oh. for the Kansas City Comets. That makes sense. Or, no, Kansas City Comets or Wichita Wings. He was the beat writer and for he, the Kansas City Comets. He's based out of that area, so that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that doesn't surprise me I knew Dennis whatsoever. very, very well. He went on to be a college basketball and college expert. football, big time. Yeah. Big time college football. So, interestingly enough, and you know all these guys I'm going to mention, Dennis Dodd, uh, a guy named Rick Buecher, who was a yep. long-time NBA writer? I believe for he's still M- on Fox Sports. NBA. Yeah. Um, a guy named Skip Bayless. Yeah, you might, sure. Might heard of him. Yeah, unfortunately, these, these yeah, right. Uh, Bernie Miklas, obviously. Yeah. All of those guys. Skip Bayless was a beat writer for the Dallas Morning News when the Dallas Sidekicks were in their infancy. And not Bob Glauber, but Bill Glauber, and right? Bill Glauber, right? Yep. Bill Glauber in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you're talking about. Some Rick Buecher and Dennis Dodd both wound up being pretty significant names in American sports writing. Buecher was a very well-respected basketball analyst for a long time out of San Diego. And Dennis Dodd's been a long time respected, maybe not now when you get a hold of him. Yeah, but. well, I always liked Dennis Dodd. Dennis okay. Dodd was actually a regular when I was in Phoenix when okay. we talked about college football. Okay, We brought Dennis Dodd on all the time. I don't know what happened to Dennis Dodd, and okay. and this will get there, but this actually has to do with golf, believe okay. it or not. This will be interesting. I see on Twitter yesterday, Dennis Dodd, someone who I follow, I respect, tweet the following. Okay. Damn, Taylor Gooch off the top rope on Rory. I said, what? Well, that's weird. I don't... 
What does that mean? So I click the link that he shares. That's a story from CBSSports.com. Gotcha. gotcha. About this utterly bat s insane that ta- thing that Taylor Gooch said, where he claimed that if Rory McIlroy wins the Masters, you, put an asterisk you should put an asterisk next to it, right. which is somewhere between performative and insanity, right? Like, and I don't know exactly where the line is between right. for that because I don't know Taylor Gooch well enough to know how if his tongue was firmly planted in his cheek when he said this or if he was saying it knowing I'm going to try to get attention out of this despite the fact that it's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard anyone said. I I don't think he said it like he's so detached from reality that he said it really believing it because if he did my god seek help right like but you know what this seek help. germinates from right well this is they're mad because they can't get rankings points correct so and, uh, i mean as long as and, you know the background and that by the way is a conversation they can have but there is no pro the the masters means absolutely zero less because taylor gooch isn't involved no one in augusta is thinking or, to myself or, themselves I mean, and this time last year john rom won it he are we putting an asterisk next to his name he, right. He no, won the he's, Masters last April. Right. And Taylor Gooch, got, Taylor Gooch wasn't there. But well, they, none of them but played. The, but the players that matter are playing in the Masters. Cur- the ones that are actually golfers, the ones that really are that matter, will play in the Masters. I think you're right on that. I mean, I I, I got to think that through a second. But yeah, I think you could probably come up with no, someone. No, no, no. I, I mean, yeah, but but even then, I mean, I think you're right on that. I think you're right that uh, uh, DJ. I'm trying to go through the list. DJ matters. He's playing. Brooks matters. He's playing. Um, Deshambo still sort of, still sort of, kind of matters. He's playing. Mm-hmm. I think. I'm pretty sure he's playing because of the U.S. Open Championship that he won the COVID year. So he's still playing. Um, Reed, you know, if they need somebody to cheat and win, he he he's there still you go. there. You he's go, still right? there. Okay. All right. But so, yeah, yes. I, I think you're right. But Taylor, I don't think there's anyone not playing. Yes, that anyone would care about. Right. Taylor Gooch doesn't matter. By the way, there's no Y in his name. That's correct. It just makes so it even you, worse. Just yes. so you all know. I believe there was a basketball player, Taylor Battle, right? Also was a T-A-L-O-R, okay. which is stupid. What, right. what are you doing? Get it. Get a hold of yourself. The point being, I can't figure out, because the, the Taylor Gooch side of it is irrelevant. The rest of us in the world get to beating up can, can dismiss this and say, well, this is nothing. Yeah, this is dumb. This is there's no reason for us to talk about this. There's no point here. If Taylor Gooch's point was, "Hey, I think we should get world rankings points," then we can talk about that. But the master side of it and the Rory McIlroy side of it is a giant nothing. There's nothing there. And the by the way, the story that was written by Kyle Porter, who is a respected golf writer at CBSSports.com, in the most professional way possible, without just saying Taylor Gooch is an idiot essentially said that within his story, like reminding everyone how little Taylor Gooch has accomplished, that Rory McIlroy actually matters. Like, in the story, he handles it the way that a professional would handle the absurdity of what Taylor Gooch is saying. Dennis Dodd, either as a company man, wanting to get people to click on a CBS Sports link because he works for CBS, or because he's detached from reality, and thinks that anyone taking a shot at Rory McIlroy is somehow interesting or relevant or worthy, decides to share this. Now, I don't know which one it is. It, one of the rare times in my life, because I actually, res- again, I respect Dennis Dodd. I actually responded to him. Like, dude, what in the F are you doing? But this is what we do, right? Like, this is who we are now as a people. 
we are willing to detach ourselves from reality in the name of one or the other. Either in the name of, I want you to click on something, even though we know it's absurd, even though we know it's irrelevant, we want you to click on it, or in the name of, I want to start a conversation, I want to get people engaged. And in that way, I fault myself. Because if that was the case, I bit. Because I'm trying to figure out whether or not I should stop respecting Dennis Dodd. This does not need to be shared by anyone. It's not interesting. It's not relevant. It's not a topic of conversation. You read it, you say, well, that's nothing then. Or if you want to have something to say about it, you want to congratulate your colleague and say, I think my colleague did a really good job of dissecting something like, but trying to pretend like there's something interesting there is utterly detached from reality. And it's what we do. We can't just say, well, this is nothing. Is this then. where you take a shot at the two presidential candidates? I don't know if I can get there. Is it? I know you like to go from one to the other. I don't well, know that I can. You said detached I, from reality. Well. I, I, I just figured at some point. I don't even know that they're at the top of the list. I figured at some yeah. point like, we were beating them up. Yeah, right. We have a problem. We have a mate. We can't just talk about something and say, this is real, this is not. I could connect the South Carolina governor. Speaking know, of being detached from reality, I don't even know who the South well, she Carolina just got clobbered by Trump the other night, Haley, and said, I mean, "I'm still in this thing. I, like, I'm still in it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Why would I care? I'm still alive. I don't care. I'm still in this thing. Yeah, God bless him. It was like the horses <laughs> racing against Secretariat, saying, "If we go one yeah, more lap, I, I believe. By the way, Sham did that. I believe, if I remember correctly, they got to the Belmont. The owner of Sham was still like, I." I Sham's the second fastest horse out there. Yeah, like, by, we 30, gotta... by 31 lengths. <laughs> Trump beat her by 31 lengths the other night, and afterwards she's like, if we if we vote again tomorrow, I might win. We, <laughs> we have to just sometimes say, this is nothing. But this is what we do. And now, now here's where I'll go down the reservation. This is pretending you that... You love the, this segment. I this is it. pretending that the Paul brothers are boxers. Well, This is... He's got a record. Or Hanson. Who? They're not uh, Hanson at music. <laughs> yeah, they actually make music. Yeah, but it's but it's not really. Music. Well, no, they do make music. <laughs> and he but wears it, boxing gloves. Yeah, thank you. Not, no, no, no. This and is he has the, a record. This is the problem. But this it, is it, the problem. It's not it's like saying Logan. Paul nothing boxes, matters Paul. anymore. Nothing. There is no. There's no need for something to be real. We just say, "Wow, look at what Taylor Gooch said about Rory." Ma he said nothing. It was not relevant. It was not interesting. It was nothing. And everyone with a brain would la laugh at him if it's legitimate. But Taylor Gooch might have been doing the same thing, which is knowing that breathlessly a bunch of idiots on the internet would send it out to their followers like he said something. Like there was a point that was made there. By the way, I agree with him. Who? Gooch. Oh, yeah? No, <laughs> on it. It's <laughs> you should be a can't, big can't play the Masters without be, Taylor Gooch. Should be a big asterisk right yeah. there. Like playing the Masters without Taylor Gooch is like saying well, we're I, gonna have a Super Bowl about this without without Frank Walker. Yeah, right. Like, I wrote about this this morning. He he he's made seventy seven million dollars. Taylor Gooch. He made he's made. Shut the. <laughs> Taylor Gooch has made seventy seven million dollars with Liv. I wrote about it today. He he wouldn't. It's sixty-seven million more than he would have made 
if he would have stayed on the tour. The only thing anyone knows about the guy is that his name is Gooch. That's he, it. He's made $77 million playing on Live, right? I can't. I know. I can't. And and this... What, what is... Li- Drew, what is the purpose of anything? And, and, and this we is what you're to, mad about? That's... This is what you're mad about? You're, you're, you've made $77 million that's, playing on an, exhi- what's wrong on an exhibition's country. golf circuit. It would be like the Savannah Bananas making seven hundred and fifty grand in appearance and being upset about it. Right. How, how dare the, we not get major league insta- contracts? Instead of the twenty five grand per appearance they get or whatever. Like he, he he's made seventy seven million dollars. This is what you're mad about? And and by the way, when it first started, Liv said to him, We'll give we'll give you twenty million to come and play. And and there's a chance that you're not going to be able to play in the majors. Yeah. Which one do you? Which one yeah. do you want to take? He wasn't going to win those anyway. And he said, "I'll take the twenty million. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, you mean to tell me I can't come in forty eighth place? Right. That's a real shame." Right. And then he won the thing last year, which was another twenty five million. And he won three tournaments, which is another twenty million. Oh. And you have he's made seventy seven million dollars. You, I gotta be. You've wrecked me. It's unbelievable. I don't know why. And this I care. is what you're mad about. I've never been wrecked by as anything the way that I'm wrecked by you telling me that he made seventy seven million dollars. And and he Forget is it. he's just a golfer. He's barely a golfer. This, this is this is look, despite my disdain for Liv, this isn't John Rahm making no. seventy seven million. No. It's Taylor Good done anything. It's Rich Beam twenty years later. We did it, but Rich Beam won a major. That, and I even said today, that might be a disservice to Rich it Beam. It is. Right. He's won one event in his life. Right. It mattered. Right. I give up, man. There should be asterisks next to his name. I give 77 million. That's what's wrong with this country. That's what's wrong with the world. So here's something. Let me All tell right, you something. Right, you got to do yours. I, I definitely have something. All right. So I'm not mad at Dennis Dodd anymore. Now I'm mad about this. I'm going to take it back. Show I'm going to file this. I'm going to file this under the, the the if we were drawing an outline, you know, a, a theoretical outline. I'm going to file this under a, a lack of vision. I'm going to okay. just file it under lack of vision. Joppa Road, very busy road. Very busy, right? My I live right off of Joppa Road. I'm driving home last night. It's it's dark, and all of these all of these components that I'm mentioning matter. I'm driving home last night. It's six thirty. It's dark. It is drizzling, rain. I go to make a right hand turn off of Joppa Road between Joppa and Old Harford, uh, or between sorry between um, Old Harford and Harford. I go to make a right hand turn off of Joppa Road. And as I go to make a turn, there is a guy in a tow truck towing a vehicle, and he's in the road to the point I can't make a right to go into the road. He's towing the vehicle. He's not on the side of the road towing it. He's in the middle of the road. Okay. Now he's adjusting the car in some way. Okay. Cars are coming at me from behind 
it's raining, it's 6.30 at night, and I can't get off of Joppa Road. I've now kind of tried to make a right-hand turn into the road before I see he's there. Now I can't back up, because if I back up, I'm... There's cars behind. There's cars coming. Yes. I get out of the... I I open my door, sort of, kind of. He comes walking up. I said, how long are you going to be? That's all I said to him. How long are you going to be? He says, until I get done, bro. (laughs) I don't... If you're going after him, we're going to disagree. So he's my favorite. So I so I say, is that one minute or ten? So I said to him, he walks over to the like o- over to me. Meanwhile, there's now there's cars behind him, trying to come out to Joppa mm-hmm. Road. He says, "What's your problem? <laughs> What's your problem, man?" I said. I'm just trying to make a right-hand turn off a of Joppa Road. You're in the middle of the road. He said, I'll be done in a minute. I said, that's all I was asking you. Just wanted to know when you were going to be done. He goes. He fiddles around in the car for 15 seconds. Gets out of the car. Walks all the way around his tow truck. All the way around. Comes back around again. Gets in, for, so the point being, from the time he said it'll be a minute, it was a minute. Total time. Okay. Gets in, pulls away, kind of juts himself out into the road a, a little bit, and then stops. Gets Now the other cars behind him are now pulling up. He gets out of the truck again. He comes back. He's checking things. He's clearly, he's He's clearly doing it now to get someone to say something else to him. Are you sure? 100%. Was he maybe worried the car was going to no, no, no. fall off? No, 100%. I, he goes, I don't know if we're going to end up agreeing on goes this. Back, goes back and gets in the truck. Goes to drive off. Gets almost all the way out into the road. I'm now almost kind of able to get by him, but I'm at least able to get off a of Joppa Road, and he stops the truck again. And he gets out. And cars are behind him, are trying to now go around him to the right. And he says to the guy behind him, you all are in a hurry. You're not going anywhere. Ah, I love this. I love this. And so it's all been this total of this now has taken a grand total of two minutes. But there's so much there's so much meat packed into this. If when I first said to him at the very beginning, how long you going to be, had he said, I'm finishing up right now, I'll be out of here in 30 seconds, nothing. Wouldn't have been a problem. He took four minutes just because he knew people, me and the two or three cars behind him, he knew we were all agitated. I'm not. And, th- and this is what's wrong with I'm- Okay. This is what's wrong with the country. Okay. This is what's wrong with the country. Right. This is what's wrong. You, 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 meaning not you, although it might be. Maybe. Because I think I might side with him. Yeah, yeah, right, of course. You, you, you're the problem. Yeah. You're the problem. Yeah. And instead of you being accountable and saying, you know, I've kind of created a, an S show here, I, I, I probably ought to get 
I, I probably ought to move out of here so these people can go on with their lives. You've decided I'll, I'll impede them. I'll just get in their way. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about where they got to go. I had to take my daughter to volleyball. He didn't care, but the person behind it might have had to go to work. The la- people's lack of vision. You're in the middle of the road. Well, okay, now that that we can come to an agreement. You're in upon. the middle of yes. the road. Yes. There's no n- one can get by you. There's no concern about any other human being that's involved. Zero. In that part I'll agree with you. About. Just m- yes. get if if you need to do this in the middle of the road, if you need to, get it done. And and say, hey, you know, I I realize this has been a problem for the last four minutes. And I'm I'm sorry. Yep. And I gotta roll on from here. Instead, he he wanted us to be he wanted us to be mad at him. We're already mad at you. Yep. No, no, no. No, there's something there you is You don't want us to be more mad at you. There is something Just, here. You there it, there is a group I respect of people, the fact that you've got stuff going on. Right. You, you gotta tow this guy's car. It's a shame the guy's car's gotta get towed. I don't know what's wrong with it. That's a bummer. It might be five grand of work, it might be hundred and eighty dollars. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. But get it moved out and and go. Don't no. argue with us. You're in the wrong. Don't take two more minutes to argue with well, us. Well, and, and when his, you're wrong. His argument is I'm not in the wrong, I'm just doing my job. And like that, by the way, is is something But you're but you're impeding us. But that's the part that's lost. There are the people that and th- boy, this happens with a lot of people. This happens with um, uh, folks that are doing construction on roads. This happens with folks on uh, uh, police officers. This like, is why when those that, people protest that, and they stand in the road, we should no, no, there no, should no, be no, no, no. should be allowed to run over them. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. When, don't don't when do that. you stand don't, in the road. I like. I want you to have a career. When, don't do that. You want stop. Me to have a career. Yes. Stop. That's You're advocating going. for killing people. No. Don't say that. I'm not. That's I'm, what happens when you run someone over. I'm advocating for bumping them. No. No, don't, not advocating don't, for running don't them over. Don't say it. Now, you, now you're what's wrong with the country again. But you, I understand. No, no, that you're, no. What's wrong with the country is you standing in the I, middle of the road. I, I understand That's your what's frustration. Wrong with the country. But your answer isn't. We're going to do serious harm to people. Just bump over them. it. Yeah, we're not going to do this. All right, but I would. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay, well I would. Don't do that. Say anything else. Don't say oh, well, that. I would. What I would tell you is there is a general attitude of well, it's my job, so deal with it. Right. And that is the, just the ability. And I will say this even to I, – I have great reverence for police officers. But when I'm trying to go home and I'm used to turning left and all I see is there's some police activity and I can't figure out what's going on. I need, and, a, I need a second. And your attitude back to me is, go! Right. No, 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 right. no, no, I need chief. a second to figure out where no. I'm going. Right. It takes nothing for you to say, hey – we got something going on up here. Unfortunately, the road's probably going to be shut down for a little right, while. Right. And I'm sorry. I know it's an inconvenience. It takes nothing to just not be an a-hole. But it's almost like inherently you believe the job requires you to be an a-hole. And to ju- and this happened to me recently. And it was just I, I saw him do it to the lady in front of me. And I, I, I'm like, bro, what was that? Like, all she wanted to know is, I'm not from here. Can you tell me a way that I can get to this place that's up here? Because I don't know. And I could tell it was an older lady who doesn't have ways or doesn't know how to use that in order to figure well, it out on her and own. When it happens to you, your first inclination is, right. right. You're where, flustered. Okay, where am I going? How 100%. Am I getting, how am I getting home? All you got to do is not be an a-hole. That's all this guy just, had to do last night. Just don't be a jerk. 
just, hey, I'll I, be one more minute. If you don't know, I'm sorry, I don't know. I'll be one I more minute. I can't help you. But I watched this guy just berate this lady. Get moving that way. Right. Right, 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 right. Dude, what? How are you helping society right. in that moment? Right. No, I get it. That was last night. Just, just say I'm going to be one more minute. That's it. That's no it. problem. Just don't be an ass. I, and, and if you say I'll be one more minute, I'm not going to try to back out on the Joppa Road and potentially get rear-ended. If you say I might be ten more minutes, yep. Now I now I got a problem because yep. I got to get my daughter to volleyball, and it's six forty-four, and I got to get her there by seven. So if you tell me it's ten more minutes, yeah, you gotta, Ethan's got to get out of the car. Yeah. Ethan's gonna have to honestly. Ethan's gonna have to get out of the car, kind of walk onto the sidewalk, say, "Hey, nothing's coming." Back yeah, out. Like, figure, yeah, we can figure something out here in order to. All make you got to do work. is yep. just tell me. 100%. Don't say when I get done. I I, I know that. I just asked you a question, mm-hmm. and then we. Uh, I don't understand what's happened. Why? What's happened in our country where we get so defensive? Everything is defensive. I just asked you a question. I, I didn't say it in a mean way. I wasn't a jerk. I just said, how long is this going to take? All right. That's, that's what's all. wrong with this country. That's I mean, what's there's, wrong. That's what's wrong with this country. One of the things that's wrong with this country is Taylor Gooch making yeah, that's, $77 million. That's definitely what's wrong now, with this country. Now, the good news is it didn't happen in this country. Yeah, it's true. It happened. It's fair. Although some of it did. Well. Some of it did. All right, that's what's wrong with this country. We'll get it up at uh, glennclarkradio.com. Today's show also brought to you by... There's other stuff, too, but I'm not getting into uh, it. We don't have time for it right now. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. They are a proud sponsor of County Sports Zone, obviously a big time of year for high school hoops. CountySportsZone.com is your headquarters for local high school scores, schedules, and standings, including all of the tournament action that got underway last night in the state playoffs. CountySportsZone.com is proudly sponsored by Toyota. Normally, we have a policy on the show that we don't invite Red Sox onto the program. But why would we do that? This what not invite them? Well, yeah, unlike you got you, Pedroia, yeah, you, you worship got at the altar Eucalyst, of Derek Lowe. I'm aware. Derek Lowe, stop it, stop What's it. What's wrong with those guys? Normally, we have a policy about that, but well, you do. I don't. Our next guest, a Fred Lynn. What's wrong with you, Jim Rice? Our next, would you stop just naming Red Sox? What are you doing, Will Middlebrooks? Well, that one's fine. Our next guest. <laughs> the hell is going on today <laughs> our next i'm naming all the great ones um said on his podcast the wake and rake podcast recently that he believes the baltimore orioles could be major league baseball's next dynasty he this must have been tough to do world series champion will middlebrooks and he's with us now here on gcr will it's glenn and drew here in baltimore great to chat with you man thank you for taking the time for us Hey, good morning, guys. And look, I realized why you love on your show because I didn't hurt your team that much when I played against you. Yeah, so, that's yeah. The other, the other guys did. Okay, yeah. listen. Oh, Mookie it. Betts would never be allowed on this program. <laughs> He's still kicking the Orioles' ass somewhere, some now. Um, Will, you know, I, I think that I understand the thought process. You look at the core that the Orioles have, and we got to see their ability to keep it together and whether or not they're going to spend the. You know, to fully obviously the Corbin Burns move was great, but it's one move that they've made so far. The thought that they could turn into a dynasty still seems like around here we're just like, please just win one of these things because we've been waiting (laughs) a very long time. Like the idea of them turning into a dynasty seems quite bold. Of course, and of course, and and that's just like very beginning stages of what I think it could blossom into, just based off of. Number one, their core group of controllable, elite, young players, guys that have 
not only done it in the minor leagues, but have done it in the big leagues at this point. You do get a new ownership group, which I think is going to play key in your organization going forward with Rubenstein and his group coming in and, and, and having a, a top-tier, top-of-the-line farm system, which allows them to, like right now, while your window is open to win, gives you the opportunity to go out and get players, right? Like, yeah, Corbin Burns is one move, but that's an aggressive move that says, okay, we're here to win. We got our ace. I don't think they expected, you know, Bradish to be where he's at with his elbow. I thought they thought John Means would be back because he looked good when he was back in his, what, three or four starts he made last yeah. year. Grayson Rodriguez has ace potential, in my opinion. Dean Kramer, if he's at the back into your uh, back into your rotation, Tyler Wells, Curly. You know, there's lots of there's lots of depth, right? There's lots of young, controllable players. Their their payroll is still really low, so if they want to say, hey, we're going to spend money and we're going to get up, you don't even have to go over the luxury tax threshold of two thirty, two thirty five, wherever it's at this year. Um, I mean, they still have a hundred million dollars to play with. Now it's easy to spend other people's money. I, I get that, but you know, my my viewpoint on this could be the next dynasty. Yeah, you still got to go play the games. You still have to operate this organization in a certain certain way to, to get that product on the field. But why not pay some of these guys? Why not take the blueprint that the Atlanta Braves have taken and pay your Acunas, your Strider, your Michael Harris? These guys own – Acuna's on an eight-year, $100 million That's contract. Insane. That's the most steal of a contract I've ever seen in my lifetime. Now I'm 35 years old, but money hasn't really been – massive in baseball until the last you know 10 15 years but um like why not take that blueprint i feel like every organization that has young controllable talent that projects well because we have the analytics and the metrics now to give you some sort of a crystal ball and say this is what these guys are going to be here's his ceiling here's his floor here's the equation to figure out what they're worth now give them less than that because they're in their first or second year in the big leagues and they're probably going to see $100 million and say, heck yeah, I'll take that one. Really, if they get the free agency, they're probably going to sign a $200 million deal. So look at that blueprint in Atlanta and build from there. It sounds good. I- I'll present the other side of it, which is if you're Adley Rutschman and you're a year away from getting into arbitration where you're going to be making eight figures per year and you already right. got a nice signing bonus <clears> – <throat> Are you more inclined to say, sorry, there, there's going to be no discount. Either you're going to pay me the bonkers right. money, the, the highest end, the Manny Machado type of money, or I'm just not doing this because I'd rather get the free agency and negotiate with all the teams instead of just negotiating with you. Yeah, and I think that's, that's something else that could be tough with bringing in new ownership. I'm not saying he had a great o- a relationship with uh, the last ownership group, um, but that's that's something you have to look at right now. I mean, yeah, that you're exactly right. That is 100% the other side of the coin when you flip it. Um, and when you look at a guy like Adley, who I think is, my opinion, this generation is a Buster Posey, uh, like, he's going to have that option to bet on himself because he has that confidence. He knows how good he is. He has everyone else telling him how good he is. Um, but why not take the shot? It's not going to hurt to just take the chance. Um, but these, uh, these, these agencies – understand um free agency now how much money is being thrown around um and it, and it will be hard to, to lock those guys down on those type of deals uh but you can still get it done with some guys well what um what stock do you put in i saw something the other day talking about the sophomore uh jinx just in general what stock i, I, 
I think 15 or 20 years ago, maybe before we had all of this data and players didn't have as much of that in their arsenal to know, like, self-scouting. Hey, here's what here's what I did well as a rookie. Here's what I didn't do well. Here's what I chased. Here's what I right. didn't. Now that you've got more of that, I, I feel like this sophomore jinx idea is diminished. But do you put stock in it? And obviously for the Orioles, for guys like Gunner and and Westberg, and Westberg didn't play a lot last year, but do you right, put right, stock right. in that now more so maybe than when you played a decade or, or so ago? Well, okay, so these players do have all that information and all the video and scouting, but guess who else does? Yeah, the pitchers. Everyone going <laughs> against them, right? right? So right. it goes both ways, right? And there is a book on these guys now, and they are – I, this is something I, I dealt with. So I came up in 2012. I had a really good rookie year. It ended early. I broke my wrist. I hit by a pitch in Cleveland. Uh, and then 2013, um, the power was still there, but my, my, my batting average dropped 50 points because there was a, you know, these scouting departments found a weakness. And in the big leagues, they will attack that weakness until you fix it. And if you don't, they will continue, whether it's a fastball up in the zone, whether it's, you know, fastball in and then go right to the slider away because you'll chase trying to cheat to the fastball in. You're going to do it over and over and over again until you can prove that you can fix it. So I think it's still a thing. I think it might be even more of a thing. Uh, I think it depends on the player. I think it depends on um, who he surrounded himself as far as, you know, these young players that, that are, have the ability to have veterans around them to kind of coach them through that. Um, I think these young players – need to what's hard for them is there is all these the numbers and, and and the video and all that and you need to be able to learn how to sift through it because it can be too much sometimes and i think kids can dig themselves into holes by trying to over prep and over watch video instead of just relying on okay here's my strengths i am going to pound that and make my strengths better and better and better all while in my back pocket i am working on my weakness That's but funny. you can't just you can't just go focus on your weakness nonstop, and then you lose your strength. Yeah, it's funny you say that. My I have a, my friend Gavin Sheets plays for the White Sox, and I was texting him yesterday. He finally got a, his first hit for uh, for the spring, and he said, "I I it got to the point where I was saying to the catcher, like, just throw me a fastball. <laughs> let me because yeah, tell me what's coming. Let, let me what's coming. I'll drop you a hundred bucks. Yeah, let, just <laughs> throw because <laughs> they're they're all loading up on breaking balls for Gavin because it's just it's been a weak part of his game, and he said to the catcher just. Tell him to throw me a fastball, please, so I you I can make contact with this. Yeah, I can make right. contact with it. And the games don't matter. Right. That's, that's even crazier because in spring training, it's like you have like you know some scouting reports, but the pitcher's really out there working on right. this early in spring. Like he's working on what he needs to work right. on, on his right. weaknesses. So it, it's weird that he is getting all that, but you know it, that, that works out for him because hey, you get to go get some game reps on your weaknesses and, and go kind of pound that out. Wake and Rake podcast with Believe. Will Middlebrooks is with us here on GCR. You Will, used to do a podcast called Wake and Bake. Yeah, didn't was, you? that wasn't a podcast. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, Not you, Will. I meant yeah, Glenn. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. I don't get drug tested anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Will, you know, in order to become a dynasty, you have to win one to start. And when I look at this team, yeah. I, I'm going to take it, and it's going to involve, I think, a former teammate of yours in San Diego. Um, I, the, the biggest concern that I have at the moment is the back end of the bullpen, where Felix Batista was dominant a year ago to the point where the Orioles won 49 one-run, two-run, or extra inning games a year ago, 49-24 in those games. 
I am not trying to be disrespectful towards Craig Kimbrell, who has accomplished so many incredible things in his baseball career. And I know they had a nice regular season a year ago and that the story shouldn't entirely be about what happened in the postseason. But the amount of usage that the Orioles got out of Felix Batista, I don't think you can expect the same thing from Craig Kimbrell this year. And they also traded away D.L. Hall, who I thought was their most active arm in the bullpen. Still a trade I would have made. I'm concerned about the back end of the bullpen. I'm twofold. Tell me about Craig Kimbrell and what the Orioles are getting in him, the person, the leader. But then at the same time, am I right to be concerned that the back end of the bullpen right now to me is why I'm not sure the Orioles can win a World Series? I think that is a great point. But then you also can look at the Texas Rangers bullpen, who in the second half last year imploded. And then – all yeah. of a sudden, in, in the in the postseason, that's they were fair. fine. Now, obviously, they got some good starting pitching and put them in position to not be overused, and that's part of it. Uh, and and that's going to go into your rotation too. Obviously, taking some of the weight off of them to cover, you know, five innings every night. Uh, but to to your point, yeah, not having Batista hurts. He was filthy. That eighth ninth inning between him and Cano was just unbelievable, right? And then what what Cano was able to figure out with with his split and just how nasty he is up there. Um, that was that was obviously a, a nice find for for you guys. But what you're going to get from Kimbrel is, is a great teammate. You're going to get a guy who puts his work in. He leads by example. He's not a loud guy. He's not going to be the loudest guy in the room. He's gonna he's gonna lead by what he does in with his routine uh, in the weight room in the training room to get ready to play. But yeah, he's in the back nine of his career. Well, I get that. Like he's he's been around for a long time. He's got this will be his what 13th or 14th year. I think he's got almost 13 years in the big league now. Um, but you're going to get a leader for sure that bullpen. So you're going to get a guy with experience who's been on teams. He's been in the playoffs. He's been in the big games. He's, he's done it all at this point in his career. So I think there's um, an advantage to having that, but at the end of the day, it's about production and it's about getting the job done. And I think between him and Cano, I think you're going to be okay in the back end. Um, when was Batista's Tommy John? That was last October, yeah, right? right it's, the season. Like he's not, so he's, he's not, no, he's not coming up. back. Yeah, this year. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, he'll, he'll, he'll be spring training of, of next year. So, um, I mean, I'm not – who knows what happens at the trade deadline. I mean, I right. think you guys are going to be in a fight with the New York Yankees at the top of the division. The New York Yankees are stacked. There's no way around that. Like, they are absolutely loaded. They finally balance their lineup. They're not just guys up there home run or, or strike out. Like, they have some guys that get on base and take their walks and hit singles. And I think they're built to win games even if Judge gets hurt. So, uh, they're, they're going to be a problem. Um, I think something for Baltimore is – they're going to lean heavy on their offense to score some runs. So you're sure. not in as many tight games. And I think that is going to help you. You made a good point on the DL Hall trade. I, I loved him out of the bullpen. I think Milwaukee might even try to turn him into a starter um, at this point because his stuff is that good. So, um, But like you said, that's a trade you got to make. you got to do that. I, that. I make that trade 100 times out of 100 no at Corbin Burge, even if it's for a year. Um now, I, I said your your your, organ, your organization, your, your rotation is going to have to cover some innings to help this bullpen out a little bit. Um, if, if, if they have any question at all about Bradish, <clears throat> excuse me, if he's going to have to get Tommy John. Now, th- this scares me because you hear slight tear, partial tear of the UCL. That never ends well, guys. Yep. Right. It's like, yep. we're going to go PRP, we're going to go stem cell, we're going to rehab, we're going to do this for the next month and a half, and he's going to build himself up. He's going to show up in two months. He's going to make three starts and probably blow out. So why not get it fixed now? Now, I haven't seen his MRIs. I'm not a doctor, but I've been around the game long enough to see this movie before, right? And why not make – if you have you have the prospect capital to make moves, 
you have the farm system to make moves to go get a Jesus Lazardo, let's say, because I know he's been on, on, on in the news with Baltimore lately. Yep. So um, you have the guys. So if that's, if you feel like you're really worried about why stretch this out, get this guy fixed, have him back in a year and a half and, and go get a lefty that you're going to give you three years of control. Now it's going to take a lot of, uh, of prospects capital to, to get him, but why not make that move? How's Boston? Uh, you know, you, uh, uh, obviously the Patriots uh, have s- slipped here in the last few years, but Boston's used to yeah. having winners up there. How's How's Boston handling what's going on with the Red Sox? Not great. <laughs> Not great. Not great. Not we, great. And by the way, we uh, just feel terrible for them. Uh, just feel awful. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you do. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. No, but are they? Are they? Are they? Uh, are they? A, are they a, I know they're not patient because very few big cities are patient, but do they know what's well, going when win, on? When you win four World Series between 04 and 2018, right. people completely forgot they had to wait 86 years to win one. You know, And all of a sudden, you're expected to win every year, which that's great. As a player, I love that pressure there because that was what pushed you over the edge uh, to just get more out of yourself. Um and you want to ultimately that's where you want to play. You want to play in a place. I, I I played in Boston, then I got traded to San Diego, and at the time San Diego was not a baseball town. It was a surfing town and, and tourist spot, and and it was hard to play on a you know a, a night game on Thursday with six thousand people in the stands. You know I went from packed houses in Boston, so pressure really matters, but it also means you have to produce and you have to put a product on the field. Um, that looks like you were all in, like you were making the effort to win. And look, they have a, they have a young base of, of players that are really good. Um, they have some more coming through the system position player wise. I think Craig Breslow has done a really good job of making some trades here and there to, to start to stockpile some starting pitching prospects because they had zero. Like they had no, they, they drafted so many position players. So they had a lot of, of talent there, but, if you're not going to go out and sign like the Montgomerys and the Snells and these big names, how long are you going to keep relying on Tanner Houck and, and, and Garrett Whitlock and Cutter Crawford to, to hold down your rotation? Like you got to go get some big games. Those guys are good for the, you know, four or five in the rotation, maybe some long guys in the bullpen, but you got to go get some studs. And I think the uh, fan base is pretty up in arms right now just because, they it came out that you know they they have a hard budget. They're trying to stay under X amount of dollars, two hundred and twenty five, two hundred and thirty million, whatever it is, and that puts Craig Breslow in a tough spot as a brand new GM to come in and try to make a splash. But hey, by the way, we're tying one of your hands behind your back. So it's it's been tough, and the fan base has been tough on them, and and I think the ownership group understands why because they know what they signed up for. Be a be a real shame if they don't figure it out. It would just really hurt us uh, a great deal. <laughs> At Middlebrooks on Twitter is how you follow him. Uh, Wake and Rake uh, is the podcast with Believe. And I saw on your Twitter account. I'm, I'm sorry because we're up against the top of the hour, but I really appreciate. We got to know Ryan Mallet a little bit in Baltimore, and I really appreciate what yeah. you guys are doing with the Mallet Family Foundation. I'm going to encourage everybody to go to your Twitter and check that out and find out more about the work that you're doing. Hey, I awesome. really, I really appreciate that. He was he was one of my closest friends uh, from fifth grade on our dad's coached together wow. and we were like we were the ball boys on the on the football team and then we were in new england together I, he was at my big league debut because he just signed the pass wow and, uh, he's my best friend in the whole world so it's uh it's 
been a tough few months, but uh, we're going to make the most out of it, and uh, this foundation should, should do a lot of good well, things. Thinking, I appreciate that. thinking about you and those guys, and, and, and kudos to you on the work that you're doing. Will Middlebrooks, really appreciate it, man. Thanks for taking the time for us. We'd love to chat again when the uh, Orioles and the Red Sox get together. Hey, absolutely. Let's do it, guys. Thanks, Will. Will Middlebrooks with us here on GCR uh, this morning again. Thinks the Orioles could end up being a dynasty. Nah. <laughs> what? Are you, what are you, who are you? I just don't see it happening. Why? Too many holes. How many holes? I'm worried about the back end of the bullpen. I've talked about uh, that a no, bunch. I'm not worried about anything. I, I think we're winning yeah, three think, in a row. Yeah, you think I think we're winning three in a row. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm just trying to be the contrarian. Everybody was asking me, like, you know, you, you, you Drew and Rita doing a show together. What that's gonna, what's that going to be like? And I'm like, I just don't know if Drew's going to care. Like, this is the problem. I don't know if he's going to come in and try and really – or if he's going to do his – I tried that morning. That morning, I agree. You did. Uh, it was a pretty much mo- a flop. Mo- but most of the morning you tried. Most of the morning. What did I you back tried. out? Yeah, you had a couple of moments. Did I? You had a couple of moments where you were right back to the. Hey, Rod Carew didn't get a hit every time That's he was up. Great point. That's a great point. All right, hour number one of today's show is in the books. We're gonna I got keep, mad hits like I'm Rod Carew. Uh, we can keep rolling along. You're not a Beastie Boy either. Um, uh, Griffin, you want to tell everybody real quick about what's going on at the Green Turtle tomorrow? Yes, the Green Turtle on Thursdays at the uh, their Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. They are offering a free $10 bet. That is every Thursday at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. You can use it on whatever you would like. Experience the ultimate destination for game day excitement, great food, and live in-person betting. So go check out the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. Go pick up your free bet and make some money while enjoying some food and sports tomorrow night at the Turtle. All week this week, the CIAA tournament back in Baltimore at CFG Bank Arena. I know how important uh, this was to our next guest. This was a vision that he, among others, had for bringing uh, big-time college basketball back to Baltimore and uh, seeing it succeed and thrive and uh, make an economic impact in our city. He is the CEO of Visit Baltimore. He's Al Hutchinson, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Al, it's Glenn. It's great to catch up as always. Thank you for taking the time for us this morning. Good morning, Glenn. Uh, Thanks for having me, my friend. It's great to chat with you, Al. For people that still don't really get it, right, And and I don't, I understand that there is still a percentage of people that say, "So what? It's a it's a Division two basketball tournament. Like, why 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 should I care?" And don't know culturally the significance of the CIAA and how it's so much more than just a basketball tournament. Can you explain to the people that are still not yet all, fully on board why it's time for them to get on board? Well, yeah, thanks, Glenn. Great question. Uh, so first of all, the CIAA uh, is the oldest African-American athletic conference in the country. It represents now 13 schools. Uh, Bowie State, right here in Maryland, is the host institution for this tournament. And just from a historical basis for your, for your listeners, which I think is important, you know, years ago, a lot of talented African-American basketball players could not play at the primary white institution, right? And so you had the likes of Earl of Pearl Monroe, Bobby Dandridge, Charles Oakley, all these folks who played in the CIAA. A lot of them could not play Division I ball because these schools did not recruit them. So the only place they could go to exhibit their athletic ability was at these historically black colleges, and CIAA was that conference. So that's a historical standpoint that we need to celebrate. But now what's important 
we have almost 8,000 Marylanders that attend one of these 13 schools. And uh, a lot of the folks who attend CIAA schools are first-generation college students. And we want to applaud that. We want to celebrate it. And because of basketball, folks here in the, in the Baltimore region were able to go. Yeah, it is Division II basketball, but we go celebrate that, see good basketball. But also, when you purchase the ticket, you're helping to educate a young person at one of these institutions. So we ask our listeners, come out, see great basketball, but also you're also investing in uplifting great schools uh, across the country. Al, it also seems to stand out for me that this time of year is not typically the time that we associate with big events in Baltimore over the years. Obviously, we think about some of the big events that have happened over the summer, whether it's the tall ships or, you know, you think about those, but you don't, until the CIAA, you don't think about what it means for these businesses downtown. There's no baseball being played right now, no football games. How truly significant it is to have this many people come in at a time of the year where otherwise there might not be a whole lot going on in our city. Well, when we looked at this tournament or we started thinking about going after it in 2018, one of the primary reasons we went after it was because of the economics. The last week of February, historically here in Baltimore, prior to the CIAA tournament coming, it was a really uh, slow business time period. Look at just our hotel inventory. Our hotels were at about a 30% occupancy, hotel occupancy, the last week in February. Now that the CIAA is here that last week in February, occupancy now is in the high, the high 70s uh, for Baltimore. Uh, restaurant tours are able to staff up, put people to work who live in Baltimore City, put them to work. They're working at the arena. They're working at our hotels. They're working at the restaurant tours. And now because of the CIAA basketball tournament being in Baltimore, people are at work. People are making money. And the city and the state, obviously, they benefit from it. So it has an economic benefit. But I think also, which is very important, the folks who come to attend the CIAA basketball tournament are folks who um, live all across the country, primarily on the East Coast. But a number of those folks hadn't been to Baltimore in years. And now they come to our city. They have a great experience the last two years. And we're hoping this year is going to be even better. But because of the great experience they can have, they may want to come back here in the summer when the O's are playing or come back in the fall when the Ravens are playing and really uh, experience Baltimore. But even bigger than that, some of these travelers may want to send their kids to school at Morgan State, Coppin, Towson, or here at Bowie. So there are a lot of positive outcomes for us hosting this great basketball tournament in addition to showcasing basketball. Al Hutchinson is the CEO of Visit Baltimore. He is with us here on GCR, and again, all week through Saturday, the CIAA tournament at CFG Bank Arena. Al, the uh, commitment, I know you guys were able to extend this uh, a year ago. Where do you guys feel like the, the next steps are? Is this something that you see you know, being maybe, a, a, I know the word permanent is a difficult word to use, but at least a semi-permanent home for the CIAA tournament moving forward? Well, I would say to you, Glenn, um, you know, we've had success, and obviously we've got the extension through 2026, and we're hoping 2024's tournament is going to be the best yet. 
But what we're going to need to do at the conclusion of this tournament, we'll sit down with Mayor Scott. We'll get with Governor Moore and his team. Uh, we'll look at the economics of it and see if uh, everyone agrees that this is continuing to be a benefit to both the city and the state. And uh, obviously, we'll talk with the commissioner of the conference. There are five new presidents um, this year that we need to get to know and develop a relationship with. And then we'll make a decision. To, uh, I would think that an RFP is probably going to come out in 2025 for an extension. But we have to make a collective decision, city and state, along with the Maryland uh, Sports Commission, to see what we need to do. We would love to keep the tournament here in Baltimore, but look, let's make no mistake. We have to continue to show the conference, the presidents, the student athletes that we value and respect this tournament. Um, that's the only way they should come and stay in Baltimore if they feel valued and respected. And so we got to do our part. I'm excited about where we are, but we don't want to rest on our laurels. We have to continue to step up and uh, do the best we can to, if we want to keep this tournament here long term. Al, I'm uh, selfish. I want even more, right? And I know that the, the arena was not rebuilt to be a sports venue. That was made very clear by everybody involved, the mayor and Frank Remish and his team. It's a concert venue. But is there still, like, the hope? Are you, are you your team, working on the possibility? Like, we, we dream about, like, the return of the NCAA tournament or, you know, big-time fights, things along those lines. Do, do you still think that's a possibility for the venue moving forward? Well, I'll, I'll stay in my lane and just talk about, uh, you know, sporting events. I believe that the, uh, the commissioner here for the CIAA, the president, they're pleased with um, how the arena has turned out. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll continue to have those conversations. But I think also we have an opportunity to go after other NCAA events, whether it's NCAA volleyball, whether it's women's first and second round for NCAA basketball. So there are some opportunities that we have to look at. It's called leverage. If we do this correctly, host this tournament well, people see it, experience it, and have great positive outcomes, we should be able to attract other large sporting events uh, to Baltimore City. Uh, how excited are you? Um, I, I know we're still going to be figuring things out, but like new ownership perhaps coming in for the Orioles and you know, you get the, the lease getting done, I know is helpful for everybody. And I, I just feel like there's sort of an excitement around what could be next and what it could mean for downtown as obviously they, they still continue to work on the details of what um, you know might still be coming for Camden Yards over the course of the next decade or so. Well, look, I'm super excited about uh, the O's future. Definitely looking forward to the new ownership team. But the, the key word that I always talk about now is momentum. That's the, that's the term that we should all embrace. You know, last year, the O's had a great season. Attendance was strong. People were downtown. And then that continued with the great season that the Ravens had this fall. And now with the O's coming back, I think we should celebrate the momentum. But, you know, we're, we're on a sports show. So those of us who enter the sports or understand momentum is hard to gain. But if you lose it, it's hard to regain. So we have to make sure we take advantage of this momentum celebrate the O's, come downtown, buy a ticket, stay a night at a hotel, do all the great things, and, and really enjoy a great season. But uh, I think we have uh, – our, our future is bright in Baltimore City, but I think city, state, private sector, uh, all of us have to come together to make sure uh, we take advantage of this momentum here in Baltimore City. 
Al Hutchinson, for those that don't still don't, don't know what Visit Baltimore is, um, what can you tell us uh, about what it is that you and your team do for the city and how people can find out more about the vision of Visit Baltimore? Well, Glenn, thanks for that question. And uh, A lot of folks still don't know Visit Baltimore is the dedicated marketing organization for Baltimore City. We are a a private entity, but our job is to market, sell, promote all that is good in Baltimore City. So we have a team of uh, about 50 plus individuals. A lot of us go on the road at trade shows, uh, talking all the goodness about Baltimore, whether it's the culinary scene that we have here, whether it's our historical attractions we have in Baltimore. And we're about, uh, we're economic engine. We're about driving jobs, and driving business to Baltimore. We want people to come visit us on a leisure visit. We want folks to bring conventions to Baltimore and bring sporting events here. The beauty of what we do with Visit Baltimore is that people come see us, they spend a lot of money, they have a great experience, and then they go home. And our, our goal is to have a rich experience. They go and tell their neighbors and all their family and friends that Baltimore is a must-be destination. And if they do that, we don't have to educate their kids, pay their health insurance, pay their pension. They leave clean dollars here in the community, and the city and the state benefits from it. So you can find us at Baltimore.org to learn more about our organization. We're about all that's good about Baltimore City, and that's what we do every day. And uh, we're excited about it. We're proud of, of all that Baltimore City represents. And we invite all your listeners to continue to celebrate the goodness of Baltimore. I am looking forward to getting down on Friday for semifinal day at the CIAA tournament at CFG Bank Arena and always looking to support uh, more and more big events and opportunities for uh, economic boom for the city. Al Hutchinson, always appreciate you taking the time for us. Thanks so much for doing this, and we'll see you down there at the tournament, all right? It's... Thanks a bunch, Glenn. Look forward to seeing you, Brian. It's Al Hutchinson, CEO of Visit Baltimore, with us here on GCR. Hey, uh, so the 2029 MLB All-Star Game is apparently rumored. Bob Nightingale says Baltimore is probably going to get the 2029 oh, All-Star course. Game. Of course. You knew this was Now coming. that ownership you know, changes, sure. they, they say the one of the worst over. things, One of the worst things Major League Baseball has ever done. And, and, and that's saying something because they've done a lot of awful things. This, that, that's one of the worst things they've ever done. Specifically, the All Star Game. Yes. Okay. The the pettiness of that robbing us. All you did there, all you did with this thirty year edict, right, of not having the All Star Game in Baltimore, and probably more like twenty because a lot of this happened when the, with the strike. But this this code red that you issued. And you, you tried – it was just like the movie. You tried to act like you didn't issue it when we all know you did. Right. And you robbed us, a, particularly – and it's sensitive here because the team was terrible. Right. And this could have been the one thing in 2008 or 10 or 18. In fairness, it, it probably it, been – like 18 would have been more – Whatever. If you do the math from 93 to – Whatever. If everybody gets a turn, then it's it's so it should have been somewhere around twenty twenty. Okay. Yeah. So, but you 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 not issuing this game to us because of this insane thing you created because the the owner favored scab players like it's one of the worst things baseball ever did. They should be ashamed of themselves. I um look the All Star Game is not for me right like it's not my thing. Well, the but last time I was here, Getty Lee sang the Canadian I, I understand. Anthem. Pull and, that up too, in, by the yeah, way. All right. 
in general, I am in I favor of anything that benefits the city, of course, right? Like, so even though it's not for me, I wanted to be here. I brought it up to say, now the All-Star Weekend includes the MLB draft. Where would you put the draft? If you're hosting it in Baltimore. Functionally, where would you yeah, put where it? Would you, where would you... For the for the the view of we want to show off the city. Oh, oh, okay. You know, like where where would you put it? Hunt Valley. <laughs> not you. too soon. Thank you. Too soon. I mean, that's where everything else. Is, maybe that's where everything else is going. It's not where everything else is going. Well, pretty much. No. Um. I guess Glenn Burney. No. Um. <laughs> I. Honestly, what you would do is you would build something at the temporary. Yeah. No, oh. you would build something in one of the baseball slash football stadium parking lots. I think. Oh, you think you would do it right there? Yeah, I think you would build something there, or you would somehow. When when is the draft? June, uh, yes. July, June. Uh, well, it's July because it's All Star Game weekend now. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Yeah. Um. The Ravens are doing that thing because they're building up uh, the the like the front of M&T Bank Stadium, right? And they're making that trying to make as that part more. of their renovations. Yeah. Yes, I don't well, know. I, I don't I, know if that's going to be feasible at all. But yeah. I would put a. Um, I, I would say anyway, the, the I, ideal spot would be to do it at Fort McHenry, right? Like to me, that's the okay. That's the thing you want something to pop on TV. You want to well, remind people. There's still like, 35 of us that are proud of this, the, this the flag, is a, right? It's not a bad idea. I, that to me would be the ideal. Like when they did that Michael Phelps thing, that looked unbelievable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. However you felt about the whole, it looked incredible. The look when that thing was on TV was unreal mm-hmm. for that Michael Phelps thing, and why the city is not—I don't know if it's an issue between the city and the, you know, the federal it being a federal uh, landmark. I have no idea how all that works, but to me the idea. What are, he just wants to the Getty Lee singing the. Can, I thought you liked America. I thought you were just talking about... Oh, you're more of a continental? I've heard that about you. You're a globalist. I could just listen to John Miller announce Getty Lee, by the way. I'd be fine with that. Ken Griffey's... The look on Ken Griffey's face is priceless in this. Yeah, because he has no idea what's going on. Who is this guy? (laughs) No clue. Yeah, overrated. Watch yourself. I won't come back for three weeks. Please? <laughs> Please? Shh. Let this guy sing. All right, anyway. When they show Ken Griffey Jr., Ken Griffey Jr. What is definitely like, like, what is this? Who is this what guy? Is any of this? With this voice. All right, Drew's here. We're going to play Would You Rather Wednesday when we come back in. We still have to take three commercial breaks today. So we're going to play Would You Rather Wednesday. Pat Spencer still to join us as we continue along on GCR. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. 
best and use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Costas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steamed crab orders. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria. A.J. Michaels, Heating and Air Conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. The ultimate fan experience awaits you at Sports and Social Maryland. See how we're raising the sports bar with our massive 100-foot media wall featuring 40 HD TVs and a 47-foot big screen. Bet on your favorite teams and this year's biggest events at the FanDuel Sportsbook while enjoying your favorite beers and cocktails, plus our delicious takes on bar food classics. Visit Sports and Social at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland at Arundel Mills. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Discover your next favorite beer crafted in the heart of Charm City. At Guilford Hall Brewery, we believe beer should be flavorful and easy to enjoy. Our meticulously crafted lagers and ales are derived from centuries-old European brewing traditions, a staple for both the seasoned beer aficionado or a novice hophead. Experience beer styles that dare to showcase the exceptionality of simplicity. Visit our restaurant and brewery at 1611 Guilford Avenue or view our menu and tap map online at guilfordhall.com. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. The latest edition of PressBox is available now, and on the cover we look at the promise of spring for the Baltimore Orioles as Todd Karpovich and others shine the light on the team's hopes to take the next step towards championship contention and what reinforcements could still be coming. Plus, PressBox personalities offer suggestions to David Rubenstein about stewarding the franchise. Also inside, Bo Smolka on how the Ravens' defense could evolve with new coordinator Zach Orr. And we meet lacrosse players from the men's and women's programs across the state. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the O's, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Contrary to what some people believe, I actually like this guy when he sleeps. Glenn Clark, talking sports. All right, back in here on GCR. Drew Forrester is here with us on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Would You Rather Wednesday right, let me hear it. brought to you by Glory Days Grill. We're not only can you get the hot fish sandwich if you're eating fish on Fridays right now, you can also take advantage of the steak and frites for just 16 bucks every Thursday. Glory Days Grill, of course, also has... Goose Flights Lager, mm-hmm. available in cans at all of the Maryland locations of Glory Days Grill. Goose Flights also available in cans at, um, oh gosh, my brain all of a sudden stopped working, but it's also available in cans at Alonzo's on Cold Spring Lane. And at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton, cans and six-packs are available at Guilford Hall Brewery and also in Dundalk at the Costas Inn. 
Sixers and cases available at the wine source in Hamden. Goose Flights Lager is delicious. 198 can from every can sold goes to benefit the Goose Flights Foundation. Find out more. Pressboxonline.com slash gooseflights. Somebody's going to get a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill just for participating. Would you rather number one is the one that everybody is struggling with the most? Again, remember, you have to pick one scenario or the other. That's how would you rather works. Not that hard of a concept. Number one, would you rather? Yes. The Baltimore Ravens sign Derrick Henry for two years and $20 million. No. Or they sign Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins two years combined, two years for each. The combined money is about $14 million. That's an absolute no-brainer. Is it? Oh, yeah. You take the two guys that have been in your system who are cheaper, who are younger, who are... Yes. I don't know. Yes. Yes. I don't, I, 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 who wrote that question? Uh, nobody <laughs> did. So yeah, you, it's, a, you think it's a no-brainer. Of, a no of course, the, the responses are coming in and more, far more heavily on the Derrick Henry side of things. Well, then these people are insane. They watch the NFL. 14, so like essentially they're both on two two years, seven million. More or less. More yes. or less. Okay. Yes. And then Henry was? Two years, 20. Yeah. I, he yeah. knows which way to go. I, I by the way, JK. absolutely am going that way as well, but that's right. Because you're, you actually follow football. Well, I don't know <laughs> if it's because I actually follow football. You don't follow Where's football. Where's the Lamar clock thing, by the way? I don't know what happened to the Lamar meter. It's, I have no idea where it went. we got to rehang it. Yeah. It's gone. You know, let's, get that, let's get that. It's kind of like our playoff chances. <laughs> gone. Whose playoff chances? I don't know. When you say our. The you, Wizards? I think. I, I your, fav- I your favorite team is Maryland basketball, so no, you're our, right. This year, our oh. playoff chances. They made the playoffs. I'm not yeah. sure if you remember that. They won a game, in fact. Oh, that's right. I, you kind of forget that. You do kind of forget that, You do kind of forget you? that. They beat they, uh, the Texans. Texans. Yes, that did happen in the playoffs. All right, number two. Would you rather? I'm not sure if you're familiar. Um, there's a new phenomenon sweeping the country. Would you rather you get a job? That yeah, I'll, all right. That'll, yeah, that'd be good for you. <laughs> you get a job that allows you and requires you to watch a different spring training baseball game every day for the next month. Or for the next month, you got to watch a spring training game every day. Matter what, every day it's random. It's random. Or you watch an ice football game. every day for the next month. Not even a question. Yeah, pull. You can pull up the video. I've already pull up the video. I already know it. Yeah, you're an ice football guy now. Hundred percent. I'm an ice football guy as well. Why is this not a thing? It's the most unbelievable. But it's it is awesome. Now I say that. You wouldn't want to watch it every day. There's no way. It's the, your interest right now is this is different. Then within a day of seeing it, you'd be like, okay, I've seen it. I've seen it. I I get it. Well, I would definitely rather watch a spring training baseball game every day for a month than yes. an ice football game every day. Yes. For a month. If there was something else that came with the ice football game, I don't know what that is. Like a a daily massage or a daily. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if there's something you got with yes. it that was beneficial to you, you like getting your nails done. I do. If, Everybody knows that about me. Yeah, I mean, like. So they're just in, like, regular shoes trying to run on ice? It's wonderful. Pretty much. It's wonderful. All right, so the, so so watch a spring training game. Every day. Every day. For a month. Or you have to watch and report on. It's your job. Okay, is to so watch you're, and you're, report you're, on. You're an ice football beat You're runner. basically the ice yeah, football league It's got to come with something else. Do you get a bottle of wine every day, or do you get... You keep saying, no. You just have to do one or the other. Watch the baseball. 
This is the difficult part for me. Is I can't watch spring. Training Whose video? Well. Who do we need to be crediting for this video? I'm playing it just in the background Who right cares? now. Who cares? I, I don't know. It was from uh, Coach Doug's do? Shut Twitter you down. account. Coach Doug's Twitter account. Yeah, All right, that's where it, 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 yeah, yeah. they might. That's the problem. We've been shut down before over something. I think one time we had a Madonna song playing, and they shut us down over that. Who did that? Facebook? Vigorino. Uh, Where are they yeah, playing? Where are they Facebook? doing Facebook this? That guy's down. a creep. Uh, I, bl- I assume it's in Europe. Uh, .de, I think, is a German uh, website his ending. His name? Z- so. Zuckerberg. 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 He's yeah. what's wrong with this country. Is he? Is he? <laughs> you mean, while the other guy, the guy that's running Twitter, that guy's just doing a, a bang-up <laughs> job. That guy is certifiably insane. Dude, got to tell what you. What is he? South African? What, what a week it is to be a Is bot. he South African? Yeah, I think so. Is it, is it? I think I think well, it's, if it's not, it's I don't know. Elon, yeah, he's yeah. from. Isn't he he's South African. I think so. I, I, I mean, not that it matters. Yeah, why does I'm it just matter? saying. So it, is Dave I'm always curious to know. I know. I'm always curious to know where people are from. Um, he is from yeah Pretoria. Okay, and Pretoria. where is um Zuckerberg from? America. I know that, Austin, but I mean, where did he grow yeah. up? I, I always like really knowing that. Like, what was he in high school? Was he the kid least likely to succeed? New York. That sounds about right for him. That, it, it, you know what? It's amazing you just said that. If you would have said to me, here are four places, El Paso, Texas, yeah. Springfield, Illinois, Tacoma, Washington, White Plains, New York, I one million percent would have said he seems like a goof from White Plains, New York. So He went to Harvard and dropped out. Yeah, okay. he started Facebook. Remember, it was the Facebook. And then Sean Fanning told him, get rid of the the. And then you go from a, a, a million to a billion or something like that. I don't remember what the line was in the movie. What's a reformed Jewish household? I have no idea. Could not possibly tell Oh, it's you. liberal here's Judaism. The, here's the okay. thing. The thing Phillips Exeter. The ice, the ice football thing. I didn't know that existed. It looks wild. And it would pique my interest for... Captain of the fencing team. <laughs> we knew that. It would pique my interest for a game. Fencing. But after a game, I'd say, this isn't a thing. Like, well, can you all, bet on it? Of course, you can bet. You can bet on anything, Drew. I mean, if you can bet on it, it might be worth. You're watching. not going to keep watching. You had the opportunity to watch arena football. We all said, "No, no, thanks. We're good." You're not really the team watching. From Cologne's something. pretty good. Who? Yeah, in the ice football league. Yeah, you're all over the <laughs> Cologne team. Five and one. T- <laughs> What's the line tonight? <laughs> Minus fourteen and a half. All right, we're on. We're on. Against you're Port, not really Port gonna, Russia. You're not really going to want to do this every day. You're just interested in it because it looks I'm different. I'm not. I'm, I'd watch the spring training baseball. Yeah, you're not really going to want to do this every day, which is everybody's immediate reaction. I'm all in. Ice, ice. You like it for a minute. For a minute, it's different. You've never seen it before. You're interested in it. And then you actually watch it for a little while, and you're like, yeah, this stinks. What am I doing with my right. time? You would rather watch baseball. Well, I, I, I wouldn't disagree. Number three. All right. I'm going to know on this one. Yeah, you've already decided ahead of time. No, oh, I'm just going to gonna guess I'm a no. Well, you have to choose one or the other, so okay. you can't really say no. Right. It's not really how the game works, Go unfortunately. Ahead. Number three, would you rather? No. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, now it's a definite no. Their next quarterback is Kirk Cousins. What? Or. Is that a rumor? Their next, it's certainly a possibility. Or their next quarterback. My, my money's on Tannehill. Or their next quarterback. It's a combination. Combination. Lamar and they who? draft JJ McCarthy and they sign Joe Flacco. Oh no! Bite your freaking tongue. <laughs> What's the what was the first option? 
first option. No they can have way. Patrick Mahomes. Kirk Cousins. Flacco is not going to Pittsburgh. Or that would be the worst. And McCarthy, that is something he would do. You should have made it Flacco. Patrick Mahomes or Flacco. I no, think that is something. I think you'd have rather had the same Patrick Mahomes. That is definitely something Flacco would do. And that's what's wrong with his. Well, I no, hang on. I take that. Joe Flacco will go anywhere that they'll give him a shot to 100%. play. It wouldn't be that he'd be doing it to give it a middle finger to the Ravens. He'd be doing it because he would go anywhere right now that they'll give him a shot to play. Uh, there's no doubt about that. You say you're coming in here, it's you and a rookie. Are you the Browns not to... bringing him back? Well, they've got, I they've mean, got I, a billion dollars I, I, invested in another quarterback. I, I totally get that. But, I, I, okay, so you're saying, yes, given that, his druthers. That Joe Flacco would rather he, be somewhere where he would have a shot to play. And that Pittsburgh would, in this scenario, give him a shot to play. Now, somebody would say, well, why wouldn't they just keep Mason Based on what I just saw over the weekend, I might sign Cam Newton. That's good. Did you right. see, he did looks you see good. Beat those six he guys sure up? did. Oh my god! And his hat never moved. Oh my god! Somebody said, um, "What was it?" Somebody said, uh, "Cam Newton fighting six guys dressed as Mary Poppins is about as 2014 is or 2024 as it gets." I would say, give him, give him Flacco it. Flacco's kind of washed up. I mean, that, I mean, that looked was pretty a, good. Yeah. Looked pretty good. Yeah, kind of. That and, was a and they've got a good defense in Pittsburgh. That was a little bit of a fluke. Let's be honest. I, I'd, I'd rather. I don't. I, Cousins is always, you know, he's the fair-haired boy, and then something always happens, right? He, they always lose a big game down the stretch on a Sunday night, or they don't win a playoff game. I. I, but I kind of don't want him to have a real quarterback there. Let let him have McCarty and Flacco. See, this is my I don't what, as much you, as it would pay me to see Flacco come in here and play against us. He he's on the seventeenth hole of his career. I agree with that. He is. I think the to me the better scenario is that it's longer before Pittsburgh really finds their quarterback. Like Kirk Cousins is going to go there, and yes, he'll be competent and they'll win games and the whole thing. But they're not winning a Super Bowl. Uh, with I would Kirk agree Cousins with that. Their oh, you're saying McCarty could help? I'm that. saying I'd have I might if you made me bet about JJ McCarthy, he's not going to be a high level quarterback, right? But he could be. I can't. I can't say it's impossible that J.J. McCarthy could be that guy. There are some talent evaluators that would swear by J.J. McCarthy that would say he should be up with the first couple of guys that are going to go in the draft. Okay. Um, so I would say are they giving up on push the it other? off as well, long as possible. Else. Are they giving up on all that Mason Rudolph? Mason Rudolph. And, I mean, they've already again, given up on Trubisky. They they would say, well, why would we sign Flacco? We could just have uh, you know McCarthy and, have and seen, Rudolph. Have you seen Rudolph play? Yeah, I mean Rudolph actually played pretty well. The only time Rudolph's valuable at all, they got pick it as the Christmas closer. Eve. Yeah, the pick. He played well last year. Uh, so you are going with Flacco and yeah, McCarthy. Yeah, I, I, no, I think I would be You're going Kirk for Cousins? sure. I would be more comfortable with those two guys. I mean, Kirk will throw four touchdowns in one game, and then he'll throw four interceptions in the other game if they play the Ravens. So I think it'll balance that is, out. That, that is probably it'll... something to be said for that. And then I had a number four. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've saw, seen either of these photos yet this week. You are going viral this week for a picture. Good. Again? Oh, we haven't talked about what's going on in Boston. Well, why would we talk about that, Drew? You want to get sued again? You go <laughs> ahead. You talk about it. I'm going to choose not to. I, I, I'll, I'll leave it at this. I've never seen Sociopaths anything. are sociopaths. I've never seen anything like it. When someone's a sociopath, and I've dealt with a few of them in my day. You're looking at me for. Not you. Okay. I can't believe I'm saying this. Drew is one of the more pleasant people that I've dealt with in my life. Sociopaths tend to stay sociopaths. Like, when you're a sociopath, you don't suddenly get reformed. I've never seen and anything like this. It's this thing. This story is insane. Re- remember in 2016 
when everybody was like, look, I know that Donald Trump was talking crazy during the, the but primary, he'll be okay, but, but once he becomes, everything's, be okay. everything's going to change. He'll be okay. He'll understand right. the significance. It's eight years later. When you're a sociopath, you don't reform. You're a sociopath. That's a code word for nuts. All right, go ahead. What was your thing? But you're going viral this week for a picture of you. Okay, nice. Would you rather that picture be you crying when you didn't even get hurt on a basketball floor? Okay. <laughs> this is the most Duke thing ever. Okay. This guy didn't get hurt. Right. Completely fine. He's crying. Well, you're weeping. On the floor. Let me see that again. Weeping. I'm not defending him when I say this. I'm going to take you to task a little bit. He's weeping. It is so Duke that it hurts. I don't see tears there. Stop it. I see anguish. He's weeping. (laughs) Okay. That's who you are. I'm not sure about that. Okay. But I see anguish. And if you you go ahead and not be sure. Wait a minute. Time out. Because I am with you on this. If you said an overreacting. Drama filled. He's everyone. You, you 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 go ahead and try to explain to people that you're not crying. You go ahead. Oh, no one on the face I, of the planet is I don't, believing. I'm not you. telling you that that picture shows him. Cry. I'm oh, telling you that God picture. Sakes. Those, anyway, go ahead. Or you go viral for being the lacrosse ref from the weekend that pooped themselves. Um. Now. This badass lacrosse ref stayed right on that field and finished that game. Well, good for her. Yeah. So you can go viral. And by the way, very clear, in either of these scenarios, you don't get any of the other things that come with it. So you don't get to say, well, I'll be the basketball player because like, I, I'll still get to go home and get girls. No, no, no. You're still you. You're sure just that's poop? Viral. Yes. 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 Well, I'm, I'm, I'm asking Drew? you. you it's it? poop. Just... Just leave it alone. There were some comments made about the smell. Oh. Yeah. Poop. Oh, man. Poop. Uh, Not that. I think you're underestimating I... how difficult it is. I, I think, especially someone your age, I think in a way, people are going to love the fact that you pooped your pants. I They're going to have fun so. with that. I'm not really sure. They're going to relentlessly kill think. you over being the crying. You're going to be the crying bitch. Relentlessly. For the rest of your life, you're going to be the crying bitch. That's who you're going to be. Yeah, but I'm getting picked in the first round. No, no, no. You don't get that. Uh, our kids get you picked. Don't, you don't get any. I don't even know if Kyle Filipowski is a, is he a first round pick. He's going to get picked. You he, sure? He might be a first round. He, he's getting picked in the draft. Well, probably. Yes. Eh, probably. He is. Um, and you know what's crazy is we're struggling, too. Like, we just lost a wake. Right, you're not on Where? the team. You're not. You're not a Duke basketball player. I just had that conversation. Nice bounce back tonight against Louisville. You don't. We're we're in good shape. Yeah, we're, we're, we are beating Louisville tonight. That's for you sure. You don't get that in this scenario. You don't get any of it. You just get to be viral for being the loser that I'm, was crying. I'm probably going to take the. Uh, I'm anti poop. I'm going to take your anti poop. I'm going to take the crying. Everybody poops. Didn't you read that and book it, to your kids? And here's what I'm going to say. Uh, no, I read Goodnight Moon. Okay. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to take the crier, and here's why. Because I'm going to claim it's Photoshopped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I think the other person can claim the same thing. 
Well, that's poop on my leg. I I'm, understand I'm that. They can claim that it's food. No, I don't think. Okay, <laughs> they can Photoshop you crying on the floor. Yeah, I think you're. And did you see me get run over? Yeah, 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 sure. It was horrible. God, praying for you, man. Really, it's awful. Just had to go to the hospital. Yeah, right. Just awful, 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 awful. So, um, who's winning? Uh, did you see? By the way, Timberlake had thirty-three. Uh, played thirty-three minutes the other night for Kansas and had thirteen points. I don't know what he did last night against Baylor. I I did not. Night. How about Towson losing by fifty-five the other night at home against Charleston? They didn't miss a shot. That, that was, was rough. Uh, Towson didn't really make any shots. That also. It was happened. forty. Yeah. They had forty-three hundred people there. Yeah, it was, they did a great job. I will give Towson. I said this to uh, Gaffigan last night, and I saw the uh, president of Towson last night, uh, whose name I'm sorry, I've already forgotten. Don't worry about. It. Um, <laughs> no, f- no offense. <laughs> got a, a boy. No. He played 33 no, minutes last night too. Yeah. Timberlake did. Yeah. They must have an. an he points. went yeah. one for nine. Yeah, though, eight points or something. Yeah. He had nine points. Nine points. Did have but, five. By the way, else. somebody must be hurt at Kansas. Cam, yeah, McCullers hurts. Okay, so um, that makes sense. Yeah. Cam Spencer was UConn's backup plan to Nick Timberlake. Greatest, greatest luck they've ever had in their life. Well, greatest Timberlake did ever. always play really well whenever they played like Northeastern, and whenever he was in Boston, oh, like so in New England, he was up in New England, yeah, because he's from New England, yeah, so I, maybe, maybe um, it worked out too. I yeah. think Towson's done an excellent job this year on their promotions in trying to do things to get people to come to the games. The, pajama, the pajama thing was cool. The pajama thing, they're yeah, doing the 40, pancakes. Yeah. 4,300 the, there the other day. It was the, a the, great the crowd. Dollar beers, right. dollar hot dogs. Here's the, a new promotion. Try winning. I, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for I'm it. kidding, Gath. I'm all for it, but I think they've done a very they have good, good They've had a good year. They, 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 they just can't get over the hump with this mm-hmm. offense. And they're going to have to win these two games in order to get a top four seed. And, what are they in the conference? Ten and six? Sounds right. Is They're like written? tied for fifth right now, I think. Uh, yeah. Okay. So is Drexel need... still number one? Uh, no, Charleston. No, yeah, Charleston, Charleston is. Yeah, Charleston. Remember um, when Rick Barry's kid played for Charleston and he shot the under, un, uh, foul? Just, like, just like Rick Barry, 100%. What happened to the dude? Here's a trip down memory lane because there have been some good players. What happened to the kid from Charleston who was the really good shooter? Rill, Rill, Riller? Grant oh, Riller? I vaguely remember that. He go to the NBA? He play in the NBA? No, I don't think so. That kid was good as ass, man. Grant Riller. This was just three years ago, right? I'm trying to come. Uh, Grant, no, no, Grant Riller was. Uh, he did not. Yeah, didn't. Oh, maybe he got a cup of coffee with the Hornets. That's exactly where he went. Well, I don't know if he actually played. Okay. I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, what's I know doing? he was drafted by the Hornets. What's he doing now? Uh, he got into seven games. All right. He okay, did. so he, he played in the NBA. He okay. got into seven games. But that's it. He's not playing now? Now, that might have been because it was the COVID He's year. playing with the Beijing Royal Fighters now. Okay. Probably making a fair amount of money exactly. oh, sure, playing sure, basketball. Sure. Doing, having a good life. Having him, so. Kung Pao Chicken regularly or something. Something like I don't um, know that Kung Pao Chicken is what they eat in China. That's what they eat in America. Speaking of which. I gave it up for Lent. I know, but when are we going? I gave it up for when's Lent. When's Lent over? It's driving me insane. What do you mean, when's Lent over Easter? Well, when's that? April, March 31st. Okay, you think I just know when Easter oh, is? March 30th. What, what do you got it? going on March 30th? I don't I probably have a game. Why? Nope. No, you don't. You probably do. Nope. Not that night. Why? What are oh, you know what? Uh, Loyola plays on Friday night that weekend, so I don't have a game on Saturday. You know where we are Saturday? Where are we going? Maryland Live. What's going on in Maryland Live? Shogun Fights. Ooh. Oh, okay. All right. I'll go watch Shogun Fights with you. That's I'll a done do, deal. I'll go do that. Because they got gambling there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Drew's never heard of any of the fighters involved. He's like, I like how that guy looks. I'm going to put a hundred on it. Um, 
going back to some topic yeah, that you the, brought up. We gotta get oh, the pet Spencer, What happened to the way. kid from Cornell? <laughs> the kid that was also really good at doing? Cornell Morgan? I Is that his know. name? Sure. Look that kid up real quick. Sure, look that up. I, I we say, haven't talked about let's talk about some people I actually care about. We have not talked Mike to, Morgan. Look him up. Mike Cornell Morgan? basketball is that what we're talking about? Yes. Okay. Wasn't his last name Morgan? I don't know who you're talking about. I have no Morgan idea. Cornell. Just put Matt Morgan. Matt Morgan. Told you. If you Where's say so. he? He is with the London Lions. Mm. So he never got in the NBA. It's no, he remarkable did not. No, he how did not. good these guys He was guys with the were. Raptors G League team for a couple seasons, uh, okay. but never made it. All right. Uh, the Orioles signed Julio Tehran yesterday. Ooh. To a, I had, did not know that. Honestly, you really not know. That? I did. Well, not. it happened at like midnight. It did last happen night. late last oh, night. Okay, I did it not happen know late that. last night. Oriole signed Julio Tehran, and I had two different responses to it. My first response was, okay, right? Like it's there's nothing. There's no lose here. Either he's good enough to make the team, and you got to pay him two million bucks, or I think it's like a, I think they have to pay him a hundred thousand dollars or something like what that. Thirty four. 33. He's 33. 33. Okay. Now, he hasn't been good in a while. So at first, yeah, my like reaction years. is like, it's the it's the thing. Remember when we were everybody was excited about Justin Dukeshire? And we we're like, what are you? There's nothing there. Uh, right. That's, my, a, that's a great comparison, My actually. first response was, but again, that team was bad. Justin Dukeshire, even if it hit, wasn't going to make a difference for that team. Even if you, when somebody was like, it's a lottery ticket. I mean, fine. But even if the lottery ticket hits, it's nothing. Yeah, this dude hadn't been good since 2019. Correct. It's been years since Julio Tehran's I mean, been any good. Awful last but, year. But it's at almost no cost, right? So my first reaction was like, okay. And then my second reaction was, that's their way of telling you they're not signing a real pitcher, right? Yeah. Like that's their way of explaining. Yeah. We're, we're not getting Blake Snell. Right. And we knew they weren't getting Blake Snell. We probably knew they weren't getting Jordan Montgomery. Although Jordan Montgomery makes a lot of sense, right? Like you could use a lefty. Um, but it also probably says they're not even going down the Michael Lorenzen road. Right. Like, they're probably not even doing the next phase of free agent pitchers. This is what they're doing. They're going with the guys they have. And, again, unlike when it was Justin Dukeshire, they actually have some guys, so it's not the end of the world. But, I, like, my initial, yeah, was then brought back to, but, like, I wish they would have aimed a little bit higher than Julio Tehran. Yeah, this isn't even an aim. Right. This is close your eyes and throw the dart at the board and see if it hits something. This is, I mean, it's not awful because they aren't expending any money, but it's it's pretty awful. It's again, it's a it's lot- pretty good in four years. It's a lottery ticket, but it's like a it really is a lottery ticket, right? Yeah. Like it's you have about the same chance of Julio Tehran working out as being a quality major league they, pitcher. Uh, who was the dude that we did this with? We did this with another guy. Um, We've done it with a bunch of guys. No, but we did it with the dude who used to be good with the twins. Santana. Yeah. 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 Course. Right. They did it with right. San- Johan Santana. Right. They did it with Felix Hernandez. They've done it with a. Bu- they've done this with a bunch of guys. I don't even remember that Felix. Hernandez. You don't remember Felix Hernandez? I do. But I mean, I didn't. But right. I do. Right. They have tried this a million times, and yeah. there's just nothing nah, this, there. This is a turd. That's like I, I don't get worked up about. This. I'm not. I'm not angry about it because there's no. I, mean, I don't get worked about, up either way. But like my initial okay was more like yeah, this is nothing. This is yeah. this is nothing. There's nothing Correct. really there other than them telling you this is this what is we're doing. Signing Colt McCoy. Th- this this is the move that we're making. We're not making the real pitching moves. Right. We're gonna take a flyer on Julio Tehran. It's also it, could tell you that they feel better about Bradish than they're letting on. Maybe. Well, 
I'm more convinced that the Bradish, the corresponding move for Bradish was they weren't going to do Burns. Burns. Okay. They weren't oh, going to okay. do the Burns thing oh, that, until that, Bradish got hurt. That might make sense. I'm too. more and more convinced of that being the case, and that anything after that, that isn't really that related. That probably makes sense. Um, I, you know, I'd still hope for the best with Bradish, but that's the way that I feel about no, it. No, you're probably right. We come back in. Into Heron's one start against the Orioles in Camden Yards. Let up uh, five runs in four innings mm. so to the Orioles. So Chris Davis that. hit a couple of home runs off of them. Okay. Oh well, then it changes everything. Yeah, in that case, changes everything. Yeah. Look again. I'm not. I'm not I angry know that he they stinks. go ahead. Bring in Julio. Ta- but you know, bring in any of these guys by all means. Right. And if you want me to say that, I think that this Orioles group has there's more likely to have a chance of there being a special sauce than you know Orioles. The structures of the past, sure. But do I think it's going to work out for Julio Tehran to be a quality starter for the Baltimore Orioles in 2024? Nope. Nope. Don't buy that whatsoever. But we'll see. We will see. Pat Spencer is going to join us when we come back in. Are you sticking around or you got to get out of here? I'll probably leave. All right. Yeah, you got, you're doing a radio. We're not on, but I think you're on on Sunday, right? I can't be on Sunday. I have stuff going on. Well, I hope that you're not. I hope that I had that. What time's the Maryland game? he is on yeah i thought i saw that yeah. too i thought i saw that when i looked at the schedule there is a maryland game on sunday so that's why i know that reed and i are off but i thought it was later in the afternoon and you m- maybe were scheduled to do a show it's a two o'clock game on sunday i'm pretty sure you were supposed to be on from 12 to 1 have you looked at the schedule i ha- hey, i'm looking at it what's it say it says true forest or fairways and Creeks. How about, I'll tell you what, if you need me to, I'll do the golf show. <laughs> I'll come in, and we can talk about Taylor Gooch for an hour. Oh, no, I got a lacrosse game on Sunday. I don't think I can do that. I can do what you do. I'll just pre-record it and not talk about the golf tournament. I'll do that instead. Oh, I got and it. the, bo- I the got boss it. is out of town. So This week he is? Yeah. Yeah. You can't get in touch. Because I asked about, well, yeah. I, I thought it was getting moved to 5-7. to seven. That was the rumor. Nobody's nobody confirmed that, and I would like to know that because I have another Sunday opportunity that's in front of me. So I would like to know that if I'm my schedule is being moved, that'd be nice. Well, I was told, and I'm in favor of it. I'm in favor of moving the schedule around. You can follow the Griffin and Jeremy show. That's what they're calling it, right? I the, believe that is what they're calling the it. Gri- yeah, yeah. The Griffin and Jeremy variety Green hour. Turtle sportsbook talk yeah, with show. Griffin and Jeremy yes. is what it's called. The, yeah. the, is it the Griffin Bass show featuring Jeremy Conn? Something that, like that. Something We're working like that. on what we want the marquee to be, and I, I love it. As long as Griffin's in it, that's pretty much it. So this Sunday at noon, maybe Fairways and Greens with Drew Forrester on 105.7 The Fan. DrewsMorningDish.com, as always, is where you find it. Talking about golf. Uh, There you go. Lord. I I got you. I'll come in and talk about Taylor Gooch. (laughs) Made $77 million. million. Uh, What is this country? Pat Spencer joins us next. Glenn Clark Radio. The ultimate fan experience awaits you at Sports and Social Maryland. See how we're raising the sports bar with our massive 100-foot media wall featuring 40 HD TVs and a 47-foot big screen. Bet on your favorite teams and this year's biggest events at the FanDuel Sportsbook while enjoying your favorite beers and cocktails, plus our delicious takes on bar food classics. Visit Sports and Social at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. At Arundel Mills, must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hungry? With seven locations throughout Maryland, 
Island, Glory Days Grill is always right around the corner. They have wings, burgers, salads, sandwiches, and drinks to satisfy everyone, as well as tons of televisions and sound delivered right to your phone. Glory Days is the best place to watch football or whatever your favorite sport is. While you're there, be sure to check out Goose Flights Lager, named in honor of legendary Raven Tony Goose Siragusa. $2 of every can is donated to the Goose Flights Foundation. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken. A family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Jeremy Kahn here. The ultimate sports betting experience in Maryland is at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook. Join me at either location in Canton or in Towson and place your bets in person and be a part of the action. It's the best in-class sports wagering experience complete with the ultimate TV package, ensuring you can catch every game all day, every day. Their state-of-the-art facilities bring Las Vegas energy right here to Maryland just in time for postseason football. So visit the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton and Towson and elevate your game day experience and hang out with me to bet, watch, and win at the Turtle. Coming back in here with Glenn and the other guy, uh, uh, Garrett, whatever his name is. You know who they are. Hey, if you haven't picked up the print issue of PressBox yet, you can do that at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. Diving into the 2024 Orioles on the cover, the promise of spring. See you, Drew. You can go pick that up right now, uh, the new print issue of PressBox. So we had to do this. Um, this worked out uh, kind of serendipitously that uh, I was te- texting with our friend Pat Spencer, and then he was free for some time yesterday. So we said, let's do it. And then we ran a little bit of it at halftime last night on ESPN Plus of the uh, Loyola Towson game. But we wanted to get you the whole thing as it was a really great conversation with Pat Spencer, Loyola across legend here on GCR. Our next guest made his NBA debut Sunday night for the Golden State Warriors against the Denver Nuggets. He is, of course, the pride of Boys Latin, the pride of Loyola Lacrosse, and one of my all-time favorite people. He's Pat Spencer, and he's back with us now. 
Pat, it's so great to chat with you, man. Always appreciate it. Congratulations. Thanks for taking the time for us. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, Pat, you, all of the work, all of the grinding, all of the effort that you have put in to reach the NBA, when you check into the game on Sunday night, what, what goes through your mind knowing like it's, it's real, it's happened, no one will ever be able to take it away from you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just another milestone for me. You know, I was, I was super excited to be a part of it, but um, ultimately the next step is to get that real contract and, and contribute in a high um, at a high level. And so um, obviously, you know, excited to be a part of it. But uh, I think for me, it's just another step. You know, I think that's just kind of how my mindset works. I, I know how driven you are, how focused of a competitor. Do you allow yourself to like in- – enjoy it at all take it in even a little bit or are you just too hyper focused on the goals pretty hyper focused you know once in a while i get to enjoy it with my family i think that's the one thing for me is is getting to share with the people i love the most um once in a while we'll we'll talk about how cool it is but i think for the most part i'm just pretty pretty goal driven um and just kind of focused on what i'm doing so right. yeah I, I take it in a little bit but i think ultimately it's just kind of you sweep it under the rug and it's on to the next thing I, I understand and I'm not surprised knowing that's exactly the way that I would have expected it. Is there like anything about it? Like, do you, do you allow yourself to be like, wow, that's Nikola Jokic? Do you allow yourself to like look at any of that or is it too much like uh, I can't be a fanboy? I'm supposed to be here. Yeah, I mean, I just I feel like I belong. Um, obviously, you know, you just respect the talent, you know, between yeah. the guys like Jokic and, and Steph and, and the guys across the league. Um, the goal for me is just to work as hard as I can to be the best player I can be. Um, so I appreciate the talent, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not really a, a fan. I'd rather be a competitor and go out there and compete against against any of those guys. So I know that you always knew that you could do this. When did it strike you that like it would be possible that it you know because some of these things are beyond your control, right? Like you can do everything you can do, but you still have to have somebody else say, "Yeah, we we see it." When did you realize this would be possible for you to reach the NBA? Um, you know what? I think even during my time at Loyola, I, I knew I could get there. Um, I think just for a lot of guys, it, it's about finding that the right path and finding somebody that's going to give you an opportunity and values what you bring to the table. I think the Warriors have historically been one of those organizations that values uh, guys that play the way that I play, um, play the game the right way for the most part, try to make other guys around you better, take care of the ball shoot the ball at a high level um so i knew this was going to be an organization that that i targeted um and unfortunately they felt passionate about the way that i played too so uh it's a match made in heaven and like i said it's just the first step in the journey i'm excited to see what i can contribute i know i know that's true all right uh, you mentioned loyola and i'm sitting here in the in matt Dwan's office uh, tell me something that you still carried with you from your time, whether it was something you learned here from the staff here, or whether it was just something that you took from your experience at Loyola that you still carry with you and has aided you most on your journey to the NBA? Uh, one, I mean, there's support from the entire Loyola community. It's just been unbelievable through the whole journey. I think Loyola, you know, a lot of people might not know, but Loyola was one of the schools that really took a chance on me. I didn't have a, a whole lot of opportunity to come out of high school. Um, and I was back to square one in basketball when I started. So, you know, my journey in lacrosse is very similar to my journey in basketball. Uh, wasn't like, you know, there were a bunch of schools knocking on my door, you know, unfortunately at that time recruiting was freshman year, sophomore year. So, uh, I was a little bit undersized. And so I valued 
the people um, as much as anything at Loyola and, and what they stood for. And I think that stands true today for me with the Warriors organization. So I think just finding the right people that, that value the things that you bring to the table and then obviously making those people proud and, and really proving them right. Um, I think that's something that I strive to do every day. We're chatting with Pat Spencer here on GCR. Uh, Pat, I, I asked this, like, do your teammates like know who you are? Do you, do the guys are going, does anybody there like realize like you're one of the greatest athletes of the last 20 years, or do they mostly just know that you're the guy that's wearing number 61? Uh, a couple of them joked about some highlights. So I think a handful <laughs> of them have probably seen the, uh, the lacrosse highlights. Um, you know, lacrosse is, is still relatively new to a lot of those guys because yeah. you know, some of them are, are 30 plus years old. And so, um lacrosse is on the rise obviously but uh back in the day it wasn't as popular so i think they're actually pretty intrigued by some of the highlights and and seeing maybe a little bit of the crossover between lacrosse and basketball which is pretty cool have you been able to get any of the guys to like you know get interested in it and to like start paying attention have have has that been a thing i think you know what i i talked to paul still from time to time and i think yeah maybe some of those guys out to a pll event and just kind of show them what it's all about um lacrosse is obviously trending in the right direction and it's a high level um game from an athletic standpoint from a skill standpoint so uh you know athletes across the world are, are starting to have an appreciation for what the game stands for i think paul's done a great job and the league as a whole of, of shifting the perception from the outside so i think it'd be really cool to get a handful of guys out to some of those events and, and show them what it's all about do you still play at all, or is that all time that could be spent hoisting up threes? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I just still, I mean, I feel like I'm still relatively early in my basketball career in terms yeah. of what I can get done on the court. So my whole offseason is spent uh, in the lab and, and working on what I'm trying to get better at. But um, I definitely keep up with it, and I'm hoping the Hounds can get it back on track tonight. No, you're not kidding. Uh, I mentioned number 61, right? Like you were seven at Loyola, 12 at Northwestern. What's the story on 61? Yeah, it's a little back there. Well, six and one is seven. Um, okay. So, yeah, seven was my number in lacrosse. And, um, you know, my grandmother's favorite number we lost to this year, but seven was kind of our connection. Um, and then, so there's 60 spots in the NBA draft. So 61 just signifies me creating my own journey and uh, just kind of has like a little, little bit of double meaning for me. Dude, that's tremendous. That is so great. Number. I know it's wild, but it, it's got a little bit of meaning to me. So uh, that, that's, yeah. that's really, really cool, man. That's such a cool thing. Um, yeah. uh, give me a, um, like, the, as you've made this journey, was there anyone that you were constantly in touch with or that you were seeking? Like, I, I, I don't know if maybe in your heart of hearts, there was ever a moment where you wondered if it was going to happen for you and you, you dealt with any doubt, like anything like that. Was there anybody that you were reaching out to that you were seeking out to for advice during this process of trying to get here? Yeah, I think for me, um, I wouldn't say advice. I mean, I had a lot of people in terms of uh, coaching and, you know, from shooting to training to skill work to that kind of stuff, man. So if I gave you a list of everybody, it'd be, we'd be here for an hour. I've had so many people help me along the way um, between Tori and Ben really are my, my strength and conditioning and, and basketball guys. Um, but my family, I mean, put me in position to be successful and uh, give a special shout out to Tommy Shepard and, and Amber Nichols over at the go-go who helped me get my foot in the door. Um, you know, it was a bumpy year for me, but, allowed me to get on track and, and get my foot in the door. And then obviously um, Dave Fatoki and, and Mike Dunleavy here with the Warriors have been great to me and allowed me to work my way at the ladder and 
um, like I said, I just want to make those people proud and, and do right by them. Every time uh, Steve Kerr seems to talk about you, it's it's so effusive, right? And like, and he seems to have such reverence for you as a as an athlete. Being around, I don't know whether it was in the preseason or the time that you've been around him now. What it's such a basketball mind, and he seems like such a thoughtful person. What have you taken from the interactions, the conversations that you've had with Steve Kerr? Yeah, I mean, I think the guy's resume speaks for itself, right? I mean, I think it's nine plus rings. Um, so his, his voice carries a lot of weight in that rock locker room. And uh, Steve's been great to me, man. I, I think Steve, as much as his son, Nick, who's actually our coach in the G League, uh, both of those guys have been unbelievable in terms of feedback, um, open communication, and and just allowing me to be myself. You know, when they brought me in here, they wanted me to be an athlete, be a competitor, and just be myself. And I think Steve has kind of relayed that message to me time and time again. And so um excited to be able to, to lace them up for him. But I've had a blast doing the same thing for his son down here in the G League. He's been great for us. That's really cool, man. Um, so I, I think about, you know, Steph, right? Like we see all those highlights. Even we all know what he can do on a floor. It's insane, right? But the stuff that he does before a game where he's like shooting from the opposite tunnel have yeah. you ever attempted that? Can you, do you say like, dude, that's actually not all that impressive. Like we do that stuff all the time. Like, uh, no, his, his level of shot making, it's just a different level. You know, I feel like I'm a great shooter at this point, but um, you, you watch him work out. You guys see all the highlights and, and the crafty stuff, but what you don't see is, is behind the scenes and what he does to prepare for his, his day-to-day craft. So um his shooting's another level. His workouts are are identical to how he moves in the game, right? Like some guys will work out, they'll just do catch and shoots and and have some lazy workouts. His are are nonstop movement. Um, and it's identical to to the way he plays. So wow. his preparation is there's a reason he is where he is. It, it's due to all the work that he put in and um couldn't happen for a better dude. You you mentioned that you're in a pretty good place shooting wise. How do you become a forty percent three point shooter? Like what what does that have to look like in preparation in order for you to get to that point? Yeah, I think the four years off is, is where it really hurt me um, in, in terms of some of that skill stuff, right? I had the, the IQ and the athleticism, but um, I just had some some bad habits that I needed to break. So shout out to, to Ben uh, Belusi and, and our coach, actually another Ben here that's been helping me. Um, we've had just, you know, I've had some great people in my corner um, help me fix some of my flaws and then, you know, it's an ongoing journey. I think shooting is, is you have good days, you have bad days, but as long as mechanically you're sound and, and you have all the things that you need to, to fall back on, uh, no reason you can't just let it fly. So it, it's been a journey for me. It's been a, you know, two and a half, three plus year transformation, but I, I'm at a point now where I feel really good. And, uh, you know, you don't have to think anymore. You just let it fly. Yeah. It's muscle memory. Right? How many shots do you put up a day? Well, it depends. All seasons a lot. Yeah. Uh, a lot, a lot of the season is more maintenance, right? You want to just feel good. You want your body to feel good. We play so many games, so it's about maintaining what you have. And sometimes you have to make some adjustments. But um, the off season where you really get the bulk of those 500 to 1,000 plus shot days and get after it. That sounds so insane to me. I just I just hit batting practice to my kids or pitch batting practice to my kids for like an hour and a half the other day. And yeah. I'm still sore. Like the idea of putting up. I'm right there with you. If I take a week or two off, then I'm going to feel it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now I feel a little bit better. We we have something in common. We have something very small in common in that way. Uh, another couple of minutes here with Pat Spencer. 
Um, Pat, you know, the, the significance of, of getting there, like I start to think about the possibility of maybe your brother also being in the league. Now, what have I know it's your goal is to just play no matter what. But have you thought about that? Like, what if you guys played against each other in an NBA game? Like, does that thought cross your mind at all? Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be cool to play together. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, shoot, we have so many battles in the offseason. And I think uh, I'm I'm proud of him. And he's, he's put in the work and he'll definitely be at this level next year um, in some capacity. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just cool to watch him. You know, first off, I hope UConn makes their run. Yeah. They've got they've got the team to run it back. It's just a matter of um, some, some things happening the right way for him. But excited to watch that play out. But um, yeah, I mean, it'd be a dream come true, I think for both of us, but even more so for our, our parents and our family to, to be able to watch this play. I've had the pleasure to, to meet your parents a few times and your mom has always been so wonderful to me. How would, how would they handle it? Like you guys have always been far enough apart that they're like, this has never been an issue, right? Like how would they handle it? If the two of you were squaring off against each other at some point next year, I think they'd probably have to get, um, some some custom jerseys that 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 two-sided jersey that like we see donna kelsey wearing yeah i I think they'd have to do a front and back kind of deal um yeah i i don't know i mean (laughs) they room for both of us i I don't know how they'd uh how they split it up but they've done a good job of of dividing and conquering because actually my youngest brother's playing d3 ball at, at hood college and they've been uh They've been killing it too. They're in the D3 turning. They just got in the other day. So nice. Parents have been dividing and conquering and going to different games throughout the years anyway. So I'm sure they'd find a way to make it work. I feel like after all of the doubters that you and Cam have proved wrong, like why would your brother still be at the D3 level? Why wouldn't people suddenly recognize like, hey, maybe let's stop overlooking these boys like and understand that they're pretty stinking good at basketball at some point. Yeah. I mean, he look, he's had a a journey too. He, uh, he tore like his meniscus. I think it was his freshman year and, uh, and dropped some weight to get back into, into playing shape. So, um, I think he's happy about where he's at. You know, they've got a really good team. He's got a great group of teammates. And so, um, his freshman year that they were able to make a run in the tourney a little bit. And so I'm hoping hood college can, can make that run again. I would love that. All right. So I, I just thought of this because I mentioned, uh, Donna Kelsey and I ironic that your mother's name is also Donna, right? Um, that, that you, I, I, you and Cam have both told me the stories of you guys going up against each other and how physical and, and how quickly it could turn into a fight. So now I'm thinking the two of you versus the Kelsey's in a wrestling match, obviously they'd have a size advantage, but given your, your propensity to, to fight in battle, um, would you be able to take down the Kelsey brothers in a wrestling match? I'm going to go ahead and say Jason would probably squash one of us. Um, <laughs> a big dude. I'm, I'm a big Jason Kelsey fan. I like that dude a lot. Travis too. I like Travis, but um, I mean, I, I'll tell you what, we're we're not going down without swinging. I can promise you that. <laughs> I, yeah. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. That's and then, I, I, you know, because you mentioned like, like, have you thought at all when they announced lacrosse was coming to the Olympics? Did you have any thought in your mind at all? Like, man, you know, like that, does, does that, or, or you, can you just not go there at all? I can't. And I, I wish I could. I mean, it's such an honor to represent your country in any way, shape or form, but um, I've got a tight window here to do it. I love basketball wise. And just to do that uh, in the off season would, would put me in a little bit of jeopardy. So I just, I wish I could, I mean, yeah. it'd, like, it'd be an honor to, 
to represent your country in any any format. But um, you know what? I think I think the lacrosse world is in pretty good hands. They've got a lot of guys that are, are capable of, of holding it down over there. All right, what'd you keep from Sunday night? What did you What did you keep, and who's got it? Oh, nothing. I didn't keep anything. Really? I, yeah, I just. I think it's the first of many. You know, oh. like, I, yeah, I'm not looking at it as like some huge milestone. It, it, obviously, like I said, it, it's a great check mark for me. But um, yeah, everything stayed. Nothing hey, man. Again, none of this surprises me. Knowing you, the competitor, I'm not remotely surprised by it at all. Um, well, I will say it was a monumental moment for all of us. And I, de- I definitely yelled loud enough that I woke up my kids the other night when you checked into the game. Um, brother, we're so happy for you. And we also know that there's a lot more coming. And we can't wait to see what that is, Pat. We're just so thrilled for everything you've accomplished and how you continue to uh, represent uh, this university and this area, right? Like there's still, you know, even the Baltimore area, there's only so many guys that have accomplished this. And so the way you represent for everybody uh, back this way, it means the world. Thank you as always taking the time for us, brother, and continued success to you. Of course, man. Thanks for everything. That's Pat Spencer. Um, And, and I, you know, it, it, it means a little bit more as I've gotten to know Pat and his family over the years. But even if I didn't, even if I just separated myself entirely from that, this is insane. Start of the show, we were talking about like how cool it was for me last night because as a broadcaster, you don't see things like that every day. To, to, to have to call something that you've literally never seen before is amazing. And that was the feel that I had as a broadcaster last night. Like, I, you, you just got a guttural emotion from me because I was describing something I had never seen before. Hello. That's Pat Spencer. Pat Spencer is something we've never seen before. Ever. And again, we I, I brought it up earlier this week. We've seen high-level lacrosse players that have played other sports. Jared Bernhardt made it as an NFL player, briefly. Which is remarkable. I mean, it's it's incredible. And we probably don't talk enough about that. Will Yateman, Chris Hogan, like there have been great stories of lacrosse players that accomplish things in other sports. This is the NBA. This is, by far and away, the most difficult professional sport in this country, percentage-wise, for you to get the crack at making. Pat Spencer is arguably the greatest player of the modern era. And I look, man, you know, somebody's going to say, now you're being a homer, now you're being... Pat Spencer is in that conversation. If he ain't the greatest, he's in the conversation. It's not laughable for me to talk about him in that way. And I get it. He's probably not singularly the best. And I am probably biased when I say that. But it's not absurd of the modern era. And in in the NBA... The league with the fewest number of opportunities. This is 
literally something we've never seen before. It's one of the most remarkable local sports stories ever. Transcends. You don't like lacrosse? Fine. You don't like lacrosse. You don't like whatever it is. It transcends so many things. It's amazing. And I was joking with everybody at Loyola last night after we talked, and I, they were like, hey, how'd it go? I'm like, well, you know Pat. Like, He's going to no-sell everything. That's just who he is. As long as I've known Pat Spencer, nothing is that amazing to him. Yeah, okay. What did you get from your... He made his NBA debut on Sunday night. What'd you keep? Nothing. Just a game. His mind, he's like, well, we lost. We lost, and I only played a couple minutes. You know, like, I don't want to remember that one. He didn't say that, obviously, right. but, like, you know, the way that I know Pat, like, that's what he's, that's going through his mind. It's unreal, man. We... This is the type of stuff that I wish we as a community embraced more. Like, I wish the lacrosse community is embracing Pat Spence. The lacrosse community is, you know, this is a big deal. But I wish the local community, this is a kid from Boys Latin in Davidsonville. And to his point, he was not highly sought after coming out of high school. But everything about him is local. Grew up here, high school, college, all of it. Achieving an absurd dream. It is next level beyond next level, man. It is one of the greatest local sports stories of all time. And who knows what it could be. Who knows if there's not a world where Pat can't become a rotational player in the next couple of years. It's amazing, man. I'm so happy for him. So happy for Pat Spencer. Appreciate him taking the time for us. All right, um, today's show brought to you by... Ooh, it was brought to you by the Green Turtle. Griffin, what's going on at the Green Turtle tomorrow? Free $10 bets every Thursday at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. In Towson and Canton, offering you a free $10 bet through the Bet Park Sportsbooks. You can use it on whatever you would like. I know Towson plays tomorrow. They are at NCA&T. Um, they should win that one. I would assume it'll be a big number. Um, yeah, they won't yeah. have that up until tomorrow. So yeah, I tell you. Uh, but you can use that on whatever you like. Uh, so, so make you you get there to the Green Turtle, the ultimate destination for game day excitement, great food, and live in person betting. Check out the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook. It's Towson, Canton. Pick up your free ten dollar bet and make some money while enjoying some some food and sports tomorrow night at come, the Green Turtle. Come back in, get a tidbit, and get two bit to wind things down. Oh, we'll talk briefly about the, uh, the NFLPA grades that came out for the Ravens as well. We'll do all that next. Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, it's Jeremy Kahn. This postseason, bet in person at the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks with locations in Canton and in Towson and enjoy the best in-class sports wagering experience at their state-of-the-art facilities, bringing an unmatched sports betting thrill. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. 
Discover your next favorite beer crafted in the heart of Charm City. At Guilford Hall Brewery, we believe beer should be flavorful and easy to enjoy. Our meticulously crafted lagers and ales are derived from centuries-old European brewing traditions, a staple for both the seasoned beer aficionado or a novice hophead. Experience beer styles that dare to showcase the exceptionality of simplicity. Visit our restaurant and brewery at 1611 Guilford Avenue or view our menu and tap map online at guilfordhall.com. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of special Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasIn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken. A family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels, Heating and Air Conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. Hungry? With seven locations throughout Maryland, Glory Days Grill is always right around the corner. They have wings, burgers, salads, sandwiches, and drinks to satisfy everyone, as well as tons of televisions and sound delivered right to your phone. Glory Days is the best place to watch football or whatever your favorite sport is. While you're there, be sure to check out Goose Flights Lager, named in honor of legendary Raven Tony Goose Siragusa. $2 of every can is donated to the Goose Flights Foundation. Glory Days Grill. Great food, good sports. One of the things that's definitely wrong with this country is that this dude still has a job somehow, some way. Glenn Clark. All right, back in here on GCR. Speaking of uh, Pat Spencer, Northwestern is where he played his college basketball. They take on Maryland tonight, and you can bet that one right now at Superbook. Five and a half is the number for Maryland. They're favored at home. This is a hell of a game when they played in uh Evanston, yes. The idea of Maryland being five and a half point favorites against anyone seems like a lot, and like uh, Boo Booey is the top two or three teams. Second, the, the second best player in the league. I don't like that number either. I mean, Maryland looked good the last time out, but Rutgers stinks. So I don't know. I I would not. I certainly wouldn't bet Maryland. I don't know that I would bet Northwestern either. But if you want to, also speaking of Loyola, they are four point dogs at home against Bucknell tonight. Navy's two and a half point. Uh, favorites at home against Lafayette. You can bet all of those right now at Superbook. Download the Superbook app. Use the code Clark 23 When you sign up, you will receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. And the Orioles against the Twins today, slight favorites 
as they should be. Minus 105. The number is nine and a half. And um, no, this doesn't make sense. No, no, no. No. What? No, no. What? Sorry. They're not. They're not. They're nine and a half point favorites. Nine and a half run favorites. They're not slight favorites. Twins are minus one fifteen. Are you kidding me? But it's I I don't I don't understand these lines. The Orioles are minus one hundred five. So I just saw the the minus and I was like, all right, well then they're apparently slight favorite. The Twins are minus one fifteen. Oh okay, they're both. They're both getting okay. Mullins is leading off. Twins one and a half run favorites. This is a pretty strong lineup here. For a road game, that's kind of weird. Santander second, O'Hearn third, Hayes fourth, Arias fifth, mm. Westberg sixth, Kowser seventh. Mm. Nick, Maybe the Orioles are how, going for it today. Maybe how, this is the yeah. one. Maverick hand, uh, Handley catching and is it Matone? Is that what we're going with? I, Maton? I, don't, I don't actually don't know. We He's be playing second game. base. Dean Kramer on the mound. Well, it's because unfortunately we don't get to watch Kramer's, the game. Kramer's going to shove. Yeah, you think today's the day? Uh, Pablo Lopez, All however, going pitches for the Twins for what it's worth. All right, you can bet that if you want at Superbook. Again, use the code Clark 23 when you sign up. Now, the NFLPA grades came out today. A year ago, this was a big story for a minute in Baltimore, and then we remembered all we cared about was Lamar Jackson because the Ravens received damning grades for their strength staff. Now, they moved on from Steve Saunders. I almost forgot his name for a second. That guy, you know. Oh, what's his head? <laughs> He's gone, and the grades improved for the Baltimore Ravens. The strength coaches this year were given a B by Ravens players. Uh, the grades overall, you think that's a big moment? Oh, yeah. yeah you excited I mean, that's about a that? massive jump. That might be the base. That has to be. I did not read into any. Maybe it's out there because, like, I, I so I don't know the specifics for some of these. Like, for example, they gave a treatment of families B-. And I think a lot of people that have been around the Ravens will say, that doesn't make sense. The Ravens are constantly open to families. I remember a year ago there being an issue about a meeting, like a room, a gathering room that players wanted at the stadium for postgame. And I don't know if that's still the issue because they were C plus last year. Now they're B-. Yeah, I, I, don't, family I don't know without knowing any of the responses if that – is part of it, but I do remember that being an issue for the Ravens a year ago. Is the players had a problem with the sort of reunification process after a game that they didn't like. So I don't know if that's part of it. Ninth of thirty-two. All right. In that department. Food and cafeteria, C plus. All those uncrustables. Figure it out. Six billion uncrustables, and you're still getting a C plus in food and cafeteria. That one went down from last year. What's the issue there, man? Uh, it's been a long time since I've had a meal in the Ravens cafeteria. They used to. They used to. But they do the food truck thing, right? Like. Oh yeah, they do that too. I don't know. Whatever. Why is it a C? I don't know. C plus there. Nutritionist slash football slash dietitian B minus. I don't know. It was nineteenth. A locker room B minus. The only thing I could see about the locker room is that I think it could be bigger at the facility. The locker um, room got an A last year. Well, it definitely didn't get smaller since then. And it dropped to a B minus. I don't know if maybe more players that have come from other places where they have perhaps bigger locker rooms are like, yeah, this. I I've always thought that for an NFL team, the Raven, the physical size of the Ravens locker room was a little bit small. Um, they redid the locker room a few years back to put in some new amenities and make it a little bit more modern, but just the si- the sheer size of it. We're talking about. 
So it's 53 active players. You add in practice squad guys and, you know, then times during the year where you could have upwards of five, six, seven players that are hurt. I mean, sometimes the Ravens have been more than that. I mean, like over 70 guys all sharing one locker room. And during training camp, it's even more than that. I, I think that there's a, a physical space issue that the Ravens deal with when it comes to the locker room, and that might have something to do with it. Um, training room still given a C plus. I, I, the there was a previous training staff in Baltimore that was beloved by these players. I don't know enough about the relationship between the current group, and obviously it's not overwhelming. It's not like C plus is damning, but twenty first, it's not great. Training staff B minus. All right, so in fairness, they gave the the staff a better grade than they gave the room itself. Uh, weight room a B minus. Strength coaches from an F minus to a B, from the worst in the league. To a B, so obviously twenty third is what that what a B is. So it's that's funny. Right? So everyone's giving their strength coaches. Everybody, A's. everybody gives them good grades, except for the Atlanta Falcons got an F minus. They got an F minus. They got an F minus this year. Um, t- team travel Damn. a C minus. I saw Kyle Van Noy sent out a tweet about that. Yeah, Kyle Van Noy was like, "Why?" Uh, he he didn't agree, or yeah, he didn't agree. I mean, he 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 noted, he he mentioned that he got in four weeks late, but like. He still went to London. So On like the Ravens' grade, since I was there last, I don't get how travel got the bad grade. One of the best in the league as far as travel. Plane is elite. Maybe it's just because, I mean, because they, they had to travel the most distance of any Maybe team. Maybe they were just frustrated yeah. by how much they had to travel and they took it out on the team. I don't know. I also don't know when. Team travel was an A last year. So. I don't know when they give these grades either. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, like, um, head coach, B+. Plus. Owner, A. So there's that. There's that. I, there's no nothing particularly significant in the, the no. The only way that any of these could be significant, like well, strength I, I think, coaches needed. To I think I saw the Dolphins got straight A's. It didn't help them. <laughs> like didn't help them. The strength coaches needed to go above an F minus. Yes, for that sure. was important. For that sure. they showed that they fixed that because that should have been a bigger scandal than it was last year. It wasn't simply because we were all talking about Lamar Jackson, so we had no real room to talk about anything else. So better. In that capacity, that's uh, nothing. No real storyline from the uh, Ravens' grades. All right. Um, if you missed Stan the Fan and Luke Jackson on Monday, then you can find it. Yeah, at they Facebook traveled on right? Christmas Day too, so that was yeah. People, probably, guys, probably didn't like that. Uh, you can find it at Facebook.com/slash/PressBoxSports, YouTube.com/slash/PressBoxOnline, or PressBoxOnline.com/slash/Video. Tomorrow, Stan and Eric Garfield will get together as well. Stan providing you a couple of great baseball shows every week. Facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports. I think that's our sponsor for Tidbit. So what you got for Tidbit? Uh, I'll go with, uh, I'll start here. Acuna, Ronald Acuna was named, uh, or he came up as number one in MLB's top 100 right now after posting a uh, the only the second season ever since 1900 of 70 stolen bases and a 1,000 OPS since 1900. That is only the second time it has ever happened. Who did this before Acuna did? Seventy the seventy home runs, seventy stolen, bases. seventy stolen bases, and a one thousand one thousand OPS. Sorry, yes. I mean, there's only so many guys that have stolen seventy bases. So Ricky Henderson, not Ricky. Maury Wills, no. Uh, Lou Brock. No, not Lou Brock. 
I mean, I, I'm assuming I, I have like to go back a ways. Yeah, you do. 1911 is when oh, he did Jesus this. Jesus Christ, Griffin. <laughs> We're doing uh, old-timey? Um, I mean, Have we started name, doing that yet or not, oh, by the so way? I did just talk to Carson. We're going to get it up. Jesus. We're going to get it up. We are getting it up. Because that was... And so, he's doing it? Yeah. Not me. Uh, do you want? I mean, I, I don't care. If, if you feel, I, if you really want to, I, then I, I guess just we think can. we should be doing it. And I don't know how he's. I would say let's wa- tell him. I want to see if he's oh, okay. doing it. I want to see it before it goes up because I all think right, this could right, be a right. thing. If I don't like it, then I'm going to do it myself. Or if uh, he doesn't want to do it. His name in particular, not like I mean, he's an old timey baseball player, obviously, but like his name in particular isn't like one of those. God, that, just know. tell him what Ty Cobb. Oh well, okay, that is a significant name. If I had named old-timey baseball players, you I would have gotten, gotten a tie okay, okay. Yeah. And the other one I wanted to do, uh, we did the Cody Bellinger one of the 2020-90 seasons. I wanted to do that with active players because I, I kind of like that number. There are eight players that have done it, have had multiple seasons. 20 home runs, 20 doubles. 20 steals. 20 steals, 90 RBI. Correct. Nine players. Active? That have done this multiple times in a season. Acuna. Uh, yes, yes. Okay. I was gonna be stunned. I know. I was gonna be stunned as well. I was gonna be like, "Did I do this right?" <laughs> Acuna is on the list. Um, Tatis. Fernando Tatis. Uh, no, not on, on the list. Yeah. He did it once. Yeah, yeah. He probably didn't play the entirety of seasons. Uh, Otani. Yep. Shohei Otani done it twice. That guy's unbelievable. Uh, Manny. No, Manny. He's not a great base runner. He's not a great base runner. But it's such a small number of stolen bases, it's hard to, like, you know, you can't be a donkey is basically (laughs) the only thing that we've got here. Um, Uh, Lindor. How about Lindor? uh, Yes, Frankie Lindor. Twice. How about Mookie? Mookie on the list. We got four. Yeah. How many am I supposed to get? Nine? Nine. Trout. Mike Trout, yes. Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez is the only player to do, have done this three times oh, wow. among active players. Um, what about... Um, oh, God, why am I... I just... I, Jesus Christ, what the hell just happened? Oh, Altuve. Uh, no, not Jose really? Altuve. Well, that's... Only did it once. It's a little bit surprising. His uh, stolen basing numbers, I feel like, have gone down. Still? Yeah, I know. Maybe the RBI is where he didn't get there. I that's only once. That's very surprising. Uh, Bryce Harper. Uh, not no Bryce Harper. Trey Turner. No Trey. Starting to limp a little bit. So we got one. Starting to limp. A- Xander Bogarts. Not Xander Bogarts. We have a. I'm trying to think. Was there some like guy case. that I'm not thinking of that's still active? That like Elvis Andrews? No, yeah, like no, not, no, none of those. They're all still pretty much okay. in their primes. Two outfielders and a first baseman. Basin? Yeah, this one's this one's surprising. I feel like I had a tidbit about him last summer, a and it was like, bit? yeah, and it was like he has like the active record or something for most consecutive stolen bases without getting caught. Okay, it's because he just I'm gonna, picks his picks his spots right. I'm just gonna have to start naming first baseman because I have no idea who fits the uh, Alonzo. Not Alonzo. He's a National Leaguer. Goldschmidt? Paul Goldschmidt. Really? He's had two seasons of 20-plus stolen bases. Okay. 
he's a he's a crafty base dealer. All right, now two outfielders. You yes. say? Uh, I mean, De La Cruz hasn't played long enough. Mm-hmm. Byron Buxton. Not Byron Buxton. I was so excited about it. I really thought that was the answer. Uh, 2015 and 2016 is when Goldschmidt stole 20 bases. I'll believe you. It's just uh, a Springer. Uh, not Springer. Michael Harris? Not Michael Harris. Yelich. Uh, uh, Christian Yelich, yes, is one of them. The other one is an American League outfielder. An American League outfielder. An American League outfielder. Man. Um, uh, uh, Adolis Garcia. Not Adolis. He did it once. Adolis has only done it once. It can't be Giancarlo Stanton. No, not Giancarlo. Jackie Bradley? Not Jackie Bradley. Jesus. Cedric Mullins. No, not no, not Cedric Mullins. Did he not have 90? I guess he didn't have. Or he hasn't done his voice. It's going to feel really yeah. stupid if that if it was Cedric Mullins. Kevin Kiermeyer. Not Kevin Kiermeyer. Just American League West. His name starts with a K. Oh, Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker done this twice that's your active players all right the 2020 90s good list good list all right uh, tubular is brought to you by your local toyota dealer by play pick them during the high school basketball playoffs see where you rank on the leaderboard get over to countysportszone.com proudly sponsored by toyota here's what's coming up tonight totally tubular wise as i mentioned big 10 network northwestern maryland at seven o'clock followed by minnesota illinois at nine Lots of uh, CIAA tournament action on ESPN+. Plus uh, Right now, Johnson, C. Smith, and Virginia State men. Uh, coming up still today, Elizabeth State, Elizabeth City State, St. Augustine's women. Also, Fayetteville State, Bluefield State women. Fayetteville State, Bowie State men at 640. And the last game tonight, Lincoln, PA, Elizabeth City State men as well. Also on ESPN+, Plus, Bucknell, Loyola at 7. Lafayette, Navy at 7. And Maryland baseball this afternoon takes on VCU at 3 o'clock. Stevenson lacrosse is at Catholic tonight at 7, landmarknetwork.tv. As I mentioned, Orioles twins. There is an audio broadcast if you're an MLB.tv subscriber, but you got to be an MLB.tv subscriber in order to hear it. So uh, uh, Dean Kramer, Pablo Lopez, the matchup there. The rest of the college basketball find at glennclarkradio.com. Women's tonight on Peacock, uh, Caitlin Clark in Iowa. How many points is she away from Pete Maravich now? 70-some or something like that? She won't get it tonight. She probably won't get it tonight. (laughs) I I don't think she will, but I can't say that with certainty. Uh, They take on Minnesota tonight at 9. Michigan-Ohio State ahead of that at 7 on the women's side. Uh, TNT, Blues Oilers, 8.30, ESPN, Pelicans, Pacers, 7.30, Lakers, Clippers at 10, Masson, Red Sox, Nationals at 1, MLB Network, Braves, Phillies at 1, TBS for AW Dynamite at 8. Now you got the answer. She might get it tonight. What is it? 50. Oh, yeah, she definitely. She's 50 behind Maravich? Uh, or behind the next? Aren't there two players still ahead of her on the men's side? No, she's 50 away from Maravich. Who's, is there somebody? She's at 36.17. He had 36.67. Okay. All right. So, yeah. All right. She will um, get it. Non-sports? Um, season 46 of Survivor premieres tonight, baby, at 8 on CBS. You love Survivor. Nothing else we really need to mention. (laughs) New episode of Bad Batch, of course, on Disney+. Of course. 
Uh, there's a couple more book clubbers for you. Uh, Dead in the Water on Prime Video. There's like a young couple gets like brutally murdered on a boat. Apparently, um, that's on that's on oh, Prime the, Video. The, the guy from Detroit Mercy is the other guy, Antoine Davis. Uh, yes. also, remember that was the guy they tried to. They they were like they won like five games. And they bought their way into some the postseason or, tournament yeah. <laughs> to try to give him a shot to break uh, Pete Maravich's record, despite the fact that they were garbage. Um, American Conspiracy: The Octopus Murders is, is the other one out on Netflix. Uh, this is it's like about government murder, like going in and killing people that are like trying to investigate some some. It's it's a, it's a conspiracy thing. That's on Netflix. Um, but is it a documentary or is it? Yeah, a, it's like a yeah, it's like a docu series okay. thing on okay. on Netflix. All right. um, Abbott Elementary, of course. Celebrity Family Feud. Right after uh, Abbott Elementary is going to have Ben Schwartz versus Sam Richardson. I mean, ABC. I like those people, but there's no chance I'm watching that show. And then on, uh, and then also on Disney Plus, there's a new show called Owaju. I think is how you pronounce it. It's like about Nigerian family. Sadiq Youssef, uh, the oh, UFC fighter, he does a voice. Trains uh, here. Yes, yeah, he, yeah, in PG County, he does a voice on the show. So, just cool. All right, yeah. if you say so. Very good. Thanks today to Drew Forrester. Thanks to Al Hutchinson, the CEO of Visit Baltimore. Thanks to Will Middlebrooks, and of course, thanks to Pat Spencer. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the. Oh my God, it's so good. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Anything? Stuff and things. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Make sure you're tuned in tomorrow. Gonna be a big day. Thanks, everybody at Pressbox. All of our great sponsors and partners, including Live Casino and Hotel, Mother's North Grill, AJ Michaels, Guilford Hall Brewery, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Superbook Sports, Glory Days Grill, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Don't forget, continue to get me your sponsors for Would You Rather Wednesday at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, facebook.com slash Radio. It's all brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Someone is winning a $25 gift card to GDG. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Maryland baseball. Go Maryland hoops. Go Loyola and Navy hoops. Duke sucks.